And welcome back to Skyptech, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing the brand new, hot, fresh patch 13.1 with network fixes, optimization, memory fixes, uh, audio, uh, minor balance changes, probably lots of bugs. Welcome, Giga. How's it going, man? Hey, it's good. It's it's good. It's a bit of an unexpected week, I guess. Yeah, we should just dive straight in. I mean, otherwise, I've been playing hardcore and it's been interesting, especially with like random events happening and bosses all over the place. So that's been a bit weird, but it's been good so far. Um, I'll probably touch, talk on that a bit later. So uh, first off, I suppose we should just jump straight into the, the patch and just see what's been going on with it. It's 30.1 did release. It wasn't what we expected. There was no Unity update. There was no wipe. Which I don't think is necessarily a terrible thing. But the yeah. fact that Unity didn't come first. I mean, this is the thing. It's like anybody who was expecting anything else was just clearly didn't read the roadmap. The roadmap said Unity first and then this second. And it, I had assumed with, that in most likelihood they were kind of contingent on each other. Um, so you needed to do Unity and then this. But apparently not for most of the things in there. Um, I did release a video which was like my slight concern before the patch had actually dropped, which is about like basically all the line items on 13.1 have been completed pretty much, except they missed out a couple, one of which was, you know, improved online FPS, which is a huge item that lots of people were looking for. And so maybe that piece is Unity specific. It's hard to tell. And so without Unity, maybe we can't get the FPS improvement. I don't really know. Or maybe it ended up just not being possible or I'm not sure. We'll have to see. So either which way, we got the... The 13.1 update itself, and it says, you know, just from the patch notes, the key goal of the update was to fundamentally change the architecture of player display and synchronization on the client and the connection to the server. So as I've called it before, this was the desync patch. And, um, and we've got the, you know, the goals that were achieved. Increase the number of network entities in the raid on the streets of Tarkov. And future changes are possible on other locations as well. So it's just streets for now. I did play streets a bit this okay. week, and it is chock-a-block with scabs. What does um, chock-a-block mean? I, I was guess in full of scavs. <laughs> yeah, I, is that a Britishism? Must be. I was underground in Concordia, and basically by the time I'd like looted all the scavs that I'd killed and wandered around and killed a few more, the next set would spawn, and I was stuck down there for ages. <laughs> it was just more spawning and spawning at the other end and shooting and then killing them and then going over and checking their stuff and then more spawning at the, the start. It's like actually kind of nuts. Um, so there just seemed to be a lot more uh, scavs on the streets. Like. Players scavs, AI scavs, both? AI. AI predominantly. Yeah. I don't know if there's more player scavs. I'm not really sure. But I did actually run into many player scavs, but there was a lot of AI scavs on the streets. Like you more think there's spawning more in the same locations, or you think there's new spawns? You know what I mean? Like I new spawn locations. Spawning, yeah, I just think they're spawning more in the same places. Okay. Huh. Would be my gut instinct, but... Yeah, it was crazy. There's like some somebody like threw a grenade over from construction into Concordia as well. And I was in one of the buildings. The two scabs just like ran up the stairs. Like it was just madness. It was just scabs everywhere. It was it was insane. Um, so yeah, that seems to have well done what they said at least. I mean, performance wise, I mean we'll get into that a little bit later. But it seems your mileage may vary. It depends I've on seen the mix. It's very random. Yeah. Um, for me, like the first raid that I had was like flawless, and then. Sometimes it's been super low, sometimes it's been super high. It seems to depend whether things are spawning in, how many entities there are sort of nearby. I had FPS in the first raid of 110 on streets, and then I had lows of like 45, not even scoped. So it's just like 
ah, I don't really know. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's a bit strange. I've also had some more, like on loading in in the first place, I've been having some issues just with my setup. I was, my GPU is hitting 100% and kicking all the streams out and having to restart all the recordings and all the streams a couple of times. It's only on the load in. It's hmm. kind of annoying. And sometimes on the exit, but mostly on the load, it was like 50% of the rates that I did. Just like 100% is my GPU and just broke all the streams, have which to, is kind of annoying. I'll have to check in on Avenue Dude because I know prior to this patch on streets after rain, his like PC would freeze at the rain ending. And you would see it on mm. Australia, it would just freeze for like a solid couple of seconds. So I wonder if he's having any new issues now at the beginning of the rain. Yeah, I don't really know what that's about because that doesn't happen on any other maps. And maybe it's just a VRAM thing again. Like, I always come back to this because of my conversation with Chipper and him being like, you don't really have enough VRAM to run streets fully. But I was like reading a load of other people's um, threads on this stuff and I put everything to super, super, super low. And it's still like absolutely maxes out that eight gig. It's like, oh man, like really? Like yeah. low textures, low everything. It's just like push as much onto the X3D as possible. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and get a second pc for streaming i'm not sure we'll have to have to see anyway so the other things which i mean it's it's very hard to tell for now is improve the hit registration accuracy increase the accuracy positioning of players on the server the client reduce chance of desync network traffic optimization and memory consumption optimization apparently so these were the things that were written on the roadmap in the first place that's nothing new there have been a couple of tests i think you pointed out to me friendly guy was doing a test right yeah um, yeah like the the desync test I actually yeah because I, I think he said he hadn't released the original video for those who hadn't seen it basically put on twitter there was like a desync test that he'd done i think he might have done it on stream a while ago and the original one was he would walk backwards and somebody would run behind him and be quite close i guess they were like were they just like side on i think they were just right next to him right yeah like he was so he was like standing still just the guy was in front of me like okay i'm gonna walk backwards and then you're gonna sprint catch up and get behind me and then shoot me when you're behind me mm -hmm. and so he did that on you know the old patch and like on friendly guys pov the enemy was not behind him but you could see them turn at an angle where it's like they're clearly like not looking parallel to him like they're they're looking a little bit even further mm -hmm. ahead of him but he's like two to three feet distance, so it's like the desync is massive. Um, and then he tried on the new patch for the same like similar test, and the gap is like much closer, like six inches maybe. Like he's you can still see him like off to the side, you know, but he's not like w three feet in front of in front of him. Yeah. It's, so it's it actually looks real. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that means necessarily in the grand scheme of things. It may just be like a it feels better, um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks it looks promising. Yeah, we're gonna have to see, aren't we? We're gonna have to see. I don't I don't really know yet. It it feels okay. I didn't have any weird situations, but because I've kind of like I'm I'm sort of the the weird hermit who's gone to live in the woods. Like I'm not a member of Tarkov Society at the moment because I'm playing hardcore. Mm -hmm. I'm like doing my own thing. So people are like, "Hey, how's the PvP like decent <laughs> feeling?" I'm just like, "I'm just looting scabs, man. I don't <laughs> yeah. know." Like I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to tell right now without just like bashing it out on factory or something that's really the only way that you'd be able to really test it but i was like look there's, there's plenty of people who are who are testing this out um you know it's not just me and i'm me on my own as well i still probably wouldn't be able to come to any concrete conclusions because right 
it's kind of anecdotal as well. And, you know, yeah, people are doing those tests. The friendly guy test was probably the best one. Um, but I yeah, thought it was very variables. clever. I was like, damn, that's mm. really clever how he set that up. I never really thought about the, like, <laughs> chase me while I walk backwards so I could see your angle. It's pretty, pretty smart. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I yeah. enjoyed that. I did enjoy it. So, yeah, all of that is good. It does seem like... You know, sometimes it's there's still there. Some people are saying that there's still some DC sometimes. But yeah, on the whole, if the stable position is now, I don't even know how much it would be. But if it's, say, you know, 60 milliseconds or 70 milliseconds or something, rather than being, you know, 250, then that's going to be a huge change. It's going to be just way, way better that way. It does seem like a massive improvement. So, yeah, we're going to have to see what the implications for that is about pushing people around corners and things, whether you get less leeway now, whether they'll see you earlier, what they should do, if you were based off the friendly guy test. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would hope that the real-world application is that the um, uh, latency is reduced, you know, by 50%. I mean, we'd, we'd be getting... What was CZTL's He said results? it was up to like 250 or something, yeah. Yeah, so that's... Let's say 125. I mean, it's pretty good. Um, I can't remember the industry standard, but you're in like human reaction time there, or maybe that's like pro reaction time. I don't. I forget all this stuff. Yeah, it's like. But you, I, I see your point. You're like into sort of the reaction time, like ping limitations kind of thing, as opposed to it being yeah. like 250 the whole time because the servers just scuffed and just not calculating fast enough. You know. I can't remember the like quote-unquote industry standard or like the average across a bunch of games i think it's like sub 100 but i, I can't remember again mm -hmm. so um yeah, yeah that would be nice so either which way it's that's pretty good um the next thing that i didn't actually expect to see here because it was this one actually wasn't on the roadmap but i guess they've been working alongside the other stuff so they just put it in was the major update to the oculus spatializer like that wasn't there they weren't supposed to be doing audio fixes for this but um, they said they fixed positioning issues that could occur with a large number of audio sources, uh, weapon sounds, the gunshots are more volumetric with sound positioning retained, and fixed sharp jumps from mono to stereo. I'm not sure exactly what they mean by that, because I don't know which sounds are, are playing stereo, mono and which, which are players... Mono. Surely yeah. they're all stereo. Aren't they all stereo sounds? I don't, I don't really know. I have no idea. I mean, I would, I, mean, I would guess the, like, ear ringing is stereo. I mean, mono. <laughs> like, oh, you yeah, the that's head. true. But... Otherwise, I don't know. But even that could be stereo. It's hard. It's really hard to say. I don't. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not 100 percent sure what that means. Um, adjust the interior reverb when the character is wearing active headsets. Um, so I don't really know yet. Lots of people seem to be saying that the audio does sound better. I'm not 100 percent sure. It sounds quite cool, but. I did have, I went back and actually looked at them. I had a couple of situations where I didn't hear somebody where I thought I should hear them. I think there mm -hmm. was still, I think there's some more glitches with it, basically, that need to be ironed out. But it sounds pretty good. The act, like the actual sound itself sounds decent. So as long as all the audio is playing when it should be playing, and they can iron all of that out. then I think it should be okay for now. Although I've not been in a huge range of situations. I've not been in like underground reserve or anything like that i think there's still some weird stuff it was like one peg did he post something about how you could hear you could voip somebody at the top of the dome down at the yeah. bottom of the stairs in the corridor and like some weird stuff like that but voip doesn't um, seem to be working at least a vert well working as you would expect the verticality aspect you can just yeah. go through all the floors <laughs> but i did see one thing he posted where 
um he was on shoreline on like the resort area do you know how like you got the glass hallways that connect east mm-hmm. to admin and admin to west well yeah. he was like standing outside of it and we'd have someone run uh you know across the glass hallway but he would break windows and the open windows that were like completely broken you it like changed the sound profile and then oh, really? yeah so i thought that was pretty interesting there's a bit of a dynamicism that's cool yeah i'm curious to see how that looks in the future but mm-hmm. i definitely uh probably a bit of a learning uh curve there and maybe some bugs that can count but i thought that was pretty cool yeah definitely i actually do think that we're getting there with the audio like it seems like maybe implementing steam audio first time and now implementing oculus the second time you'd imagine the team would have actually learned a bunch of stuff and they seem to be a bit quicker. Um, I know that it was a bit of a slow start privatizing all the maps, but now that the maps have been kind of like mapped out or meshed out, they seem to be actually making relatively swift progress with like fixing some of the weird stuff and like the things we've talked about previously with people going behind things and it being like really just cut off, like muffled, not muffled, muffled, not muffled. They seem to be fixing a lot of this stuff. And um, yeah, things like that, they, they, they give me hope. I'm, I'm feeling quite hopeful about audio at the moment, actually, just based That's on the good. way it sounds. So yeah, it's decent. It is decent. We're still getting used to the headset changes anyway. Um, so some of this is also just, you just have to play for a while and just get used to it because when things change, you're expecting the old sound and you hear the new sounds. So you have to like retrain your brain yeah. to understand the new sounds. So we have to wait a bit for that anyway. But we are making progress. You know, it's, it's good. These things are good. So the balancing changes. Not, not much change for the actual game. This is basically the only thing that changed. Um, no one was really expecting this, I don't think. And if I understand correctly, well, I guess I could say that in a second. So what they what they said on the patch notes was reduce the damage to blacked out limbs by 30% and slightly increase blunt damage. Now, let's just get blunt damage out of the way to start with. It seems like that was basically just a 10% increase to blunt damage overall. How much effect that really has? I don't think it has much. I can't really think of any situations where it's like really critical unless you're shooting somebody with bullets that just won't pen. It's basically a small buff to yeah. crappy rounds. It's pretty um, small. 10% yeah. is pretty but small. It's, exactly. It's, it's small, so it's... Um, yeah, I can't really think, like, what situations... Maybe it's like one or two less rounds against certain armors, um, something like that, to, to kill somebody through them before the armor's blacked. And if you're shooting FMJ out of a UMP against a Zabrala or something, it's, <laughs> it'll take... Uh, takes slightly less time. But yeah, the reduced damage to blacked out limbs by 30% was kind of intriguing. So when they applied this, a bunch of people were testing it and it appeared that it only seemed to affect the damage spillover to other limbs that were not like the head and the thorax, which is kind of weird. And maybe not the stomach too. I can't remember what the original implementation was. So no, it was like your limbs right. would be taking less damage. Like your arm, so your, your arm gets blacked out. You get shot again. Your other arms and legs were taking the small amount of damage, but the thorax and the head were taking the same amount of damage. So the ramification of that was actually none whatsoever because the head and the thorax would get blacked out exactly at the same speed as they used to because they were taking the same amount of damage to the black limb that they were before. And it's only those two going to zero that matters for things like leg meta, say. So that was a bit strange. And then there was, um, there was a, someone from um, the community team on BSG said, oh, no, this is intended behavior. And then Nice Guy actually had a poll, because there's lots of people asking about this, and um, 
it was a bit confusing. Nice guy actually put up a poll on his Twitter, I think, of whether people wanted it to apply to the whole body or not. And he said, oh, BSG are actually going to be looking. I think they asked him maybe, or maybe he asked them whether he could make a poll. And I don't really know. It wasn't, you know, make this poll. I will abide by the results. Like, you know, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> nothing right. quite like that but bsg were supposedly looking at this poll on nice guys twitter an overwhelming majority of people said that blunt damage change decrease nerf whatever you want to call it should apply to the whole body everything yeah, not the just the limbs. limbs yeah and then they changed it so now it applies to the whole body and not just the limbs so blunt damage uh, sorry black blacked out splash leg massive damage radiated now <laughs> radiated damage propagated damage whatever <laughs> you want to call it that has now been nerfed by, yeah, basically 30%. Um, so is it 30, like, is that calculation after the fact? Or is it like each, instead of like 0.7, it's now, because I think 0.7 is the arms, it's now, oh, I don't even know what 30% of 0.7, I can't do math like that. <laughs> I have to pull yes. out a calculator. So or is it for... Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yeah, so exactly. And this was my question when I first saw that line before it even appeared. The stomach previously was 150%, so you took the extra 50% damage. The arms were 0.7, so you took less damage, and the legs were 100. So it was just flat, or one. You know, it was just flat damage, the same as it would be normally. And my question was, is it going to be just straight up minus, yeah, is it just going to be a straight up minus 30% off all of them, as in like you just take 30% away, so from 150 right. goes to 120, and legs go to 70, and then arms go from uh, 0 0.7 to 0 0.4 is that going to be the way or are they multiplying it by 0 0.7 you know, right, to remove 30 percent right. from the existing values now i didn't test it and um we were having a discussion about it in my discord uh this morning and i went to just go and check the wiki because i was like i'm sure someone's probably done this already like i don't need to go and do this work myself like it's something very very easy that somebody could go and do and the wiki has actually updated it already to the multiplier one I don't know who tested it. I don't know what happened with that, but on the wiki it already says 105 stomach, 49 arms, and 70 legs. So it's not as big a nerf as it could have been, I guess. And the um, the effect is, yeah, they've reduced the amount of damage by 30% based on the previous amount. Right. Which I'm surprised at. Like normally they just go, you know, minus. Like basically don't normally like multiplying. They normally like addition and subtraction. So yeah, I thought they'd do it the easy way, but but uh, no, apparently not. So now we have a bit of a weird thing: 105 on the stomach. According, this is according to the wiki. I haven't tested it myself, so don't shoot me if it's wrong. Um, but I'm assuming that the wiki guys have tested it already. They must have, otherwise they wouldn't have updated it. So yeah, so arms are basically 50 percent, stomach is pretty much one, and legs are now 70 percent, broadly. Is that effectively kind of the same as multiple, like? Instead of doing a multiplier at the end, you could just change them individually to 0 0.5, 0 0.7. You know what I mean? Well, I, d I guess that's probably what they did. I don't know programmatically what they've done. but Okay. I don't so know if there's any impl implications of doing it one way versus well, the you other. You mean if there's like an extra, like, it shouldn't be. I mean, those operations should be independent, but yeah, I, d I don't know. I I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. But I mean, either which way, I don't think it's a massive change. Um, there was like there were some people discussing about it, like certain things like forty-five rip are now like one more bullet, nine mil rip is one more bullet. So it doesn't really matter that much. It it more hurts the the weapons mm -hmm. and the cartridges that are lower damage in the first place. So you know, the PPSH and the Kedo and things like that that use 
lower damage rounds, but at a, I mean, it's a high rate of fire anyway, but you have to hit just more of them, right? Like the PPSH was seven shots before to the leg, and now it's 10, I think, even with the highest damage. So practically whether you'll see that, like there'll be some situations maybe where you won't kill them, where you would have before if they're behind cover or whatever, but like if you just catch someone out in the open and you get the time to shoot off all those bullets, you'll, they'll still die. And it doesn't really affect the higher, like the meta, leg meta stuff, if that makes sense. You know, the things that are expensive and actually really, really good. Um, I think the KS is probably where it matters the most. I, I did see Logical did some testing with the KS, and you have to hit someone in the leg with every really? single pellet yeah. now with Trap 10, I believe, otherwise they won't die, which right. is actually quite a good change. That was one of the ones that was... That's like the most extreme example of leg better, and you die in a single shot to KS 23, Trap 10, like every time, because you only had to hit five, I think, and it was just very likely. So now you have to hit all of them, and that um, is just a lot better, I think. And then... um. Yeah, there was like discussions all over the place, but someone else was arguing that it's technically a, a, a nerf to some of the like low damage, like high pen rounds as well, because you're not just going to be able to spray at people. Right. Because arms are going to absorb a lot more damage now. Yeah. And that kind of thing. Arm so, armor's back, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe to some extent. I guess that's kind of, yeah, unfortunate in some ways because you have to do so much more like raw damage. It actually buffs like 762 and nerfs. 556 five, and 545 five, like relatively a bit because the damage threshold is now bigger like everyone's effective hp pool is now higher because some some proportion of those shots are going to black limbs so people's you're doing less damage overall now than you were so now damage is like even more important than it was before so it kind of pushes that meta up a bit more yeah uh, I it's i don't know it's 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 an interesting one i'm looking at the wiki now and it and it i, I see that it is updated via um mm. As you described, so I guess it's I you know I was uh, I just wanted to make sure it was gonna like the information was gonna be easily digestible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it it, mm-hmm. and it is so it was. <laughs> I was worried <laughs> they're gonna be like, okay, it's still point seven. You know, you got like the breakdown, but then like also yeah. <laughs> multiply by point three <laughs> or point seven. So, uh, anyways, it's I okay. So here's the thing: when I first saw. These two lines reduce damage by black dot lands by 30%, slightly increased blunt damage. I'm like, okay. So they're like rebalancing your health system in a sense. Or like, you know, this idea like, okay, we're gonna reduce leg meta, but we're gonna buff when you when bullets hit their armor and and you know, blunt damage effectively. But that's not mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to be the case initially, according to BSG. You know, they specifically wanted to target just the limbs. And as you said, it yeah. doesn't like it doesn't affect time to kill, but yeah, I guess you could argue it affects like your overall health or like your, uh, which I don't know how much that matters, like healing slash CMSing, because now you have like you know you may have to like heal less, I guess, or like CMS less. But I just only really see like I just really I don't know. I'm I'm of the opinion. Okay, here's the thing: it's like I'm of the opinion that they messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we'll never really know that's just kind of my own personal opinion um but and i'm i'm curious now how it's gonna play out like is this too much of a swing because let's give them the benefit now assume that that's not what they wanted to do like have it affect the thorax stomach or thorax and head uh is you know leg meta just crap now like i, I don't know I, i'm i mean as you were saying it, 
the low damage rounds are probably going to be affected the most, but it's interesting because, like, Tarkov, like, rewards headshots significantly, which I like, but almost to, like, a fault (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you have, like, the crazy spray of Tarkov. So, like, half the times you're in, like, the aim punch and blur. So, half the times you end up just getting, like, a lucky headshot, like, a random headshot. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know, and then sometimes like you end up like killing the guy, but it's just like because of all the aim punch and crap, you you maybe were aiming for his chest, but you ended up ultimately hitting a bunch of like limbs and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to like say what to expect on this. Like, I guess in theory, you're like thirty percent more survivable copium. I don't know. It's it's kind of tough for me to like really think about how this would change anything meaningful. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of hard to know exactly what this is gonna do. I th- I think for the most part it doesn't matter because usually when you're doing leg meta, you're kind of saying, okay, well, look, if the guy's got something high powered, and I just try to do a head-on fight, like I'm gonna lose on time to kill anyway because they're just going to two tap my chest with like m61 or three tap it with bp or four tap it with five five a1 or something or, or hit me in the head because i'm like i'm forgoing yeah. my ability to get that headshot you know they they have the ability to two tap you in the chest and the head is very close so they can actually just accidentally hit you there so there's like both advantages for like the usual pen meta um which you're kind of forgoing that so you basically say look sometimes i'm just gonna a just like lose the fight straight up because the first shot's gonna be a headshot and i die and I need a bit more time because I need to get, you know, five, six shots into them, depending on the gun, but like four, five, six shots to actually get the kill in the first place. So I feel like a lot of the time, I think, I think like meta will still be fine. It's just going to be more, it's going to be even more positiony than it is before. Like usually you catch somebody off guard or you like outplay them or that you don't, they don't see you and you just, you know, into the leg, like from around the corner when you surprise them or you catch them reloading or whatever. And in those situations, like it's not enough of a nerf so that, a targeted spray won't kill them, but it just it stops you from just getting you know three clipped by a by a rip forty five vector. You know, it's just I, I feel or or one tapped by the KS. I I actually think this is fine. I don't think it kills leg meta, and uh, I think it's okay. It's just you have to lean more into the strategy of it um, even more than before. It just it doesn't remove it completely. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say maybe the KS has got. A, I don't know how many pellets you need beforehand. I'm guessing maybe like. Six out of eight? I think it was five with Shrap 10. Oh, God. It was 87 damage, or it is 87 damage, so times five. Oh, yes, yeah, so that's 435. So assuming that you have a bleed or something, I guess you wouldn't die from a bleed, I suppose. Actually, no, you would. You would in that case, because you'd have no HP. It's not even like, <laughs> yeah, you'd just run out of HP. So you, you're five HP off death, when if you get hit by five of them. Um... And then if you have a heavy bleed or anything, and I think Shrap really screws you up anyway. I don't, I mean, does it give you extra? I mean, you get hit by like five pellets, so you probably do get a bleed of some kind getting hit by that. So six is a guarantee, though. Let's yeah. put it that way, even at a little distance. And so I, it was six, and now it's all eight. Now that I mean, I feel like now that it's eight, that gun might be a little <laughs> not so great. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a nerf to that, but this is... This is I kind of am of the opinion that this is more of a nerf to AP ammo than his leg meta ammo, with the exception mm. of the KS. Because with 
APMO, it's like your specific. I mean, specifically the big boy rounds like M61, um, even BP. It's like they they already have like moderate damage to high, and yeah. they ignore armor. So it's like you're kind of like double dipping on both leg meta and like armor meta, if you will, mm. to, to, to simplify things. Whereas like, uh, you know, 45 AP, it's like, yeah, it has high damage, but it has like shit pins. So like y- their center mass is like effectively infinite durability. You know what I mean? Like it's nice that you got 10% blunt damage, but like, I don't know what that looks like on paper. Like I know the armor damage is pro if they're wearing class six, the armor damage is going to be like one <laughs> that much. I'm pretty positive about, uh, but the blunt damage, I don't know. It's got to be like single digit and I'm assuming like below five, but it's hard to say. So yeah, I, uh, I just, I just think it's kind of more of a, perhaps more of a nerf to RNG on big boy rounds. Cause I think it is kind of like silly dumb that you know it has not only does it have high pin and high damage like it has both those things going for it so you can hit them anywhere in general and still do good effective damage overall yes i think that's kind of yeah exactly that that's the thing about them that's why they're so good right like maybe maybe if the gaps between the m61 and like uh leg meta i don't even remember what the round is for that You'd have to tell me three oh eight. Between which one? The between M six one and what's the leg meta for three oh eight? Oh god, I don't even know. Right. Uh, but if that something horrible, <laughs> that's how irrelevant it is. So if if the gap between Ultra those... Nosler. Okay, if what's the damage on it? Like one hundred and seven. Yeah, maybe if it was like a hundred and sixty. You know, the gaps are bigger. Then it might be more. Uh, you know what I mean? Like more of a trade-off or maybe if the damage on m61 was lower to like 50 and you keep ultra nozzle the same you know yeah i don't know i'm i just i just kind of feel like m61 bp were kind of just a little too good for like general i'm shooting at you stuff but Mm. yep it's it's a bit tricky so i don't know we're gonna have to see how this works but i mean i i do think one good thing about this is that in the just general spray at each other those mm-hmm. fights will actually get longer in general because yeah it should you yeah. Sh- people hitting arms and stomach and legs right. and da, da, da. like it's only if you get hit center mass it's going to really matter because like your effective hp just really ramps up if you're hitting other places you know and you don't have this um you now don't have this like danger stomach anymore actually you know what this is a huge buff to thorax only armor I only just thought about that now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Arm armor is kind of back, <laughs> like not having arm armor. Yeah, it's no arm armor, no stomach armor. Right, it's kind of that's actually big. Uh, you don't get that fifty percent increase now. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's kind of unfortunate, but what do you like? This is the thing. I'd be fine. Like I'm okay with it. But if the aim punch and stuff wasn't so extreme, like it's really extreme comparatively to other games uh i'd be fine with it because then like you you kind of like take you give more player agency so it doesn't feel like a coin flip and that way it's like 
because ultimately like you're gonna hit those things and it's just kind of random like did i hit him in the stomach more times than he did hit me mm-hmm. in the stomach you know it's just kind of shitty i think but is what it is yeah that's i mean that's that's actually kind of like the punchline of my new hardcore video that i released which is oh yeah me me killing the chad man in the stomach with pst out of an mp5 that's how he died because he was wearing a hex oh yeah i saw that yeah so that might not happen anymore you know yeah maybe but like you got i i, I don't think he hits you at all maybe he hits you once but you got like hit yeah yeah but you got like the majority of hits on him oh yeah because you were yeah. single single tap mp5 i was like what is this guy doing i thought i was like okay that makes all right i, I can see the logic there but uh yeah, yeah. no mm-hmm. aim punch very yeah. interesting <laughs> very interesting so yeah i mean what else i mean i, I was actually just doing some like random calculations there so i technically so the 87 times six um sorry 87 times what was it oh yes because because the new hp threshold right if you just hit i was thinking about the ks again sorry i've gone off on a random tangent in my own head if you think about the ks 23 i'm surprised that it needs all eight because the new effective hp of shooting somebody in just one leg which is actually quite unlikely is 601 which is like for legs is the worst case scenario because you basically take 440 you remove 65 because you just you deal 65 normal damage. The leg gets blacked out. That leaves you with 375 PMC HP, and then all the rest of the damage, we're assuming, is all going to be absorbed into that one leg with the 0.75 uh, multiplier. You divide by that. You tell you tell us what the like the raw HP is, which is 535.7. And we add the original 65 back on. That gets you to 601. So if you deal 601 damage to one leg, now I guess that's the thing. It's like it's very very unlikely because. Seven shots at 87 is 609. Um, and so that technically should be over the threshold if you can manage to hit all seven. Um, and if you hit both between both legs, the threshold actually should be even less because it'd be, I haven't actually done that calculation, but it'd be like 440 minus 65 minus 65 for 310. Divide that by 0.7, which is 442, and then add 65 back on twice. That's like 573. So 601 for one leg, 573 if you black out both legs um i guess there's a lot of damage drop off on the ks though so probably by the time it gets there they're probably less than 87 per shot aren't they and because it's eight on each one yeah you only need to lose one damage actually that's probably the reason why it's probably just like extreme damage drop off and the inability to separate like eight versus seven like it's very hard to do that at close range so you do kind of need to hit with all of them i i, I don't know um i was just yeah i was just amusing about about that just like is, does that actually check out it's like huh. But yeah, if you're shooting somebody just in one arm now, it's actually really insane. What's the arm HP? Is it 60? 60, yeah. A 0.49 yeah. multiplier. Yeah, so six. So now it's 440 minus 60. So they have 380 health left. Then we divide it by 0.49. That gets us 775.5 health. And we add 60 back on. So you now need to deal... If, you just, if somebody appears around the corner and you just shoot them in the left arm, you now need to deal 836 damage. Wow. So that one arm... So it's very, yeah. very difficult. Like, I've been killed before like that early wipe with the UMP, and I couldn't see the guy because he'd, like, just let around the corner and just went, and by the time the desync had kicked in, and then my reaction time had kicked in, <laughs> I couldn't move and I died, right? And I got shot, I don't know, five or six times or something. But now you have to be shot so many times to die in, to an arm shot specifically, like one arm shot. Kind of interesting. Well, here's the 
other interesting part of this, because we previously talked about how now there's like, what are we calling this, throughput damage, where like you penetrate the arm, and then it goes through and hits the chest, right? So let's say, like, how are we calculating that into the equation? You know, if I dump few like a single shot of trap 10 uh into his arm do i get extra blunt damage because the 10 percent buff from like pinning the arm and hitting the chest armor i guess I'll, well, for the, the cast blunt damage i guess the, the pen is too low it probably won't even go through at all i don't think no um but for other things that might be the case um well wait what is there like a minimum threshold for blunt damage to kick in well, not even blunt damage, but just to like pen through the arm. Right. I don't even know. Oh, if pen through the arm. Do is that oh, what you're? Oh. That's what you're talking about, then, no? right? Yeah, I didn't realize there was. You might have talked about this. I don't. I don't remember. But there was like a minimum arm. I think so. Armor. Well, the time when we looked at this last time, it was when our uh, when Airwing and Valium were doing some testing on the double hit arm bug thing, and it right. seemed like there was a threshold, probably twenty. Oh, okay. Where I do, low I do pen this. bullets don't go through the mystical it's twenty. Seen. Mystical <laughs> twenty. Nobody knows why it is, but uh, yeah, exactly. So I mean, the the shrap ten has got eleven pen, and the twenty five's got ten pen. So okay, we'll scratch that then. I don't think that will do anything, but there might be some situations where okay. you know you get some bit of extra damage. Um, I guess anything with high flesh could have low low pen on it, so I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, so even you're telling like the me don't make sense. To kill the guy in the arm, I'd have to hit every, all eight pellets to his arm. Is that correct? Or is that not even I'm enough? Not even, I'm not even sure if that'll do it. So it's 836 that you have to deal. So 80, 87 times 8. Yeah, it's only 696. So you can't oh, want wow. somebody in the arm with KS23. It's too much. <laughs> I mean, it makes is sense, that... right? Like, <sighs> like, very roughly, it's about doubling your PMC HP because it's a 49%. Right. Yeah. Like That's some of crazy. it's a damage of one, but then it's forty nine percent, so it's pretty much double. I don't know. I think for the KS twenty three you might need to give it a little bit. My my issue with the KS twenty three is just that like sometimes you could get lucky and like one time people from like twenty five meters away, which was just like, dude, that's really annoying. But like I'm yeah. pretty sure in those situations you would have to not have stomach armor. Like I think Tiggs did a video some time ago. Mm. He remembers this trap twenty five or trap ten. But it was like it was ridiculous. Like you could, you could, it, you could roll lucky, and I was just kind of like, uh, just I don't know. I don't know if that's like properly balanced, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just being, you know, gamery. But now I kind of feel like, dude, I I don't know. Shooting the chaos twice is gonna feel real bad. I feel like, yeah. But I feel like that's kind of. Well, is that is that kind of okay or not? I don't know. I'm not sure what happens with the other shotguns. So say you're shooting... I mean, Magnum is kind of its own thing. You'll still kill somebody with Magnum, I guess. Two hits. It's like 400. It's two, I think you'll still get two hits, because two shots of Magnum is like 800. Yeah. Total. And one shot KS is six... Whatever we said it was, 600 and something, under 700. So it's like it's still possible to just like two-shot people with Magnum, which is more realistic than the KS. Realistic as in pump, right? Because you could put it in a one five three or whatever. Like you don't have to go bang, click, click, bang. You could just go okay. and just pump the shots. So I had I had to define what kind of realism we're talking about, but now I understand. Yeah, realistic. Well, practical. Maybe yeah. I should say instead, realistic. <laughs> okay. it's, it's practical. Um. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. I feel like it's okay. I feel like it. 
hits on a few pain points and reduces them so they're not so annoying. It changes normal fights so you don't just like randomly die to shots to the arm like we've seen people do before. It helps a little bit with the stomach thing. Um, like lower tier stuff is, is not as good, but the meta stuff doesn't matter that much. I feel like it's all right on balance. Yeah, I feel like it's all right. You will see. Um, was there anything else in there? There was just a little bit about bot spawn stuff in the practice mode. And then a load of fixes. So the thermal sight's showing through the weapon. Bot's not spawning in practice mode. Uh, fixing practice setting stuff. Incorrect function of culling on streets. Optimization of rendering glass on, on streets as well. Like some audio stuff. Stutters on locations. I don't know whether the stutters interchange is specifically what they're talking about there, but presumably. Um, if you're over six rep, you no longer lose rep if you kill the rogue bosses. That's a very annoying one for some people. Uh, that's better now. A rare bug with bosses or guards with threes after throwing a grenade. And and then this last one, road decals are no longer superimposed on dropped items, equipment, and weapons. I think this means just like items getting hidden under the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's super annoying. Which just is like, annoying. Oh, I can't think of how many times I've just like dropped my teammate something, ammo, dog tag, whatever, and it's just like you just have to play the game of proning and moving your mouse. It's get the yeah. dot. Ugh. Hopefully that's yeah. that's what that is. I mean, I'm assuming. So that's exactly that's good. I think so. which is good. I did see there were some posts from people saying like, oh, it's still here in some locations, but they're just trying to fix it, I think. Right. And then they did actually acknowledge it says this update does not include the Unity update. In the near future, we plan to publish an updated release roadmap for this year, which will include a game engine update, content patches and more. OK. So I'm there cool we have that. it. Mm. I'm yes. a little a little disappointed um you know i saw the the notifications on my phone and my heart fluttered a little bit like oh my god it's white it's it's happening but you know it's not white but it's it's i would much rather as i said last last week you know the patch be as good as it can be for a wipe experience uh, but you know it's just it's just that conditioning i get Whenever I see mm-hmm. a notification from Battle State Case with an update, I'm like oh, wipe, <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm just having a quick check over this this thing here. So today is day 191 since previous wipe. So we're now at the six and a half month, or nearly six and a half month mark. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the the last time that we had a longer wipe than this was yeah December, and that was two hundred and ten days. Um, the longest wipe that we've ever had was two hundred and fourteen days, and that was uh, where's that one? That one was again. It was the patch before that. I think that was October the twenty seventh of October twenty nineteen. We didn't get a wipe until the twentieth of May. That was uh, patch twelve to twelve point six. It was two hundred and fourteen. So. You know, we are quite close to, if, if it lasts sort of three and a bit more weeks, actually, it would need to be a whole another month. I doubt that that's going to be the case. I doubt that it's going to be a whole month before we get anything else. But yeah, you never know. And as you say, I'd rather it be, all be fixed and better for the next wipe. You'd rather yeah. all the technicals be smoothed out. We need to fix all this stuff first that's come with the changes in um, 30.1. I mean, the fact that like it, it doesn't seem to be an absolute catastrophe so far is like pretty, pretty good. Fingers crossed. Like, it seems okay. There's some things they need to change, maybe, and tweak and parameterize or whatever, but, like, yeah, it's not a disaster. I was expecting this patch to be an absolute cluster. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, there's still time, Giga. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't uncovered everything yet. It's been 24 hours. Let it cook. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So, okay. So what else has been going on then? So we have had the ongoing events. We had the, the boss's event was the one that has been running for the last sort of couple of days. I think it's I think it was most of the week. Um, weekend players hated by BSG apparently. And then this one started on a month on Monday or Tuesday, something like that. And it was originally it was bosses on every map. Right. I think that was accidental. Yeah, it's really confused (laughs) from an outsider perspective. It was very, very confusing. So I think originally so they they posted the thing being like, here's this, you know, newspaper cutting or whatever. And the bosses were supposed to be on certain maps at certain times. Mm -hmm. No one really knew whether it was real lifetime, whether it was Tarkov time. Um, and then bosses were just spawning all the time, um, no matter what. So everyone was like, okay, there's just like bosses all over the place. And uh, they did end up sort of streamlining it. And I think it ended up being Moscow time. So between certain, you know, in certain time periods, in real time, you had the bosses all on customs or all on streets or all on shoreline or wherever. And there was a quest that came with it, which was to kill all the bosses in one raid, which is kind of extreme and then another quest which was to kill all of the goons in one raid so in tandem with this boss event or the main event the goons were spawning on factory with 100 percent spawn rate as well so it was kind of nutty in general um as i said like i just didn't really feel like participating this time because i've been enjoying doing my hardcore stuff so i'd like you know what been watching other people doing doing their things um if you killed all the bosses if you managed to do that you got a pair of t7 thermal goggles the ones that are you know, renowned because they cost 17 million rubles on Jaeger or something, the most expensive cash item in the entire game. And then for the bosses one, you got 90 rounds of 7N40 and a bunch of other stuff like BT for the shrimp and things, but no special unlocks this time. See, I would have expected 7N40 to be, you know, an unlock. You can buy it from Skier for 3,000 rubles or something like they did in the past, but they didn't do that this time, which is... I don't know. Is it interesting? I'm not sure if interesting is the word for it, but it's a, it's a thing. I've definitely seen a trend here. It's like events, you know, and then there's like a permanent unlock of some previously item that you used to be able to get, but now you can't in this new Tarkov world, but now you can in this late wipe world, which is kind of interesting. You know, it's like a, it's like a way to really extend the wipe in a sense. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It certainly is. It's, I quite like the approach though. I think it's good. Yeah, um, so they got lots of content to keep uh, <laughs> slowly releasing. Yes. And so that event did actually end up ending uh, yesterday, I believe, this, the boss's event. And so if you were like, okay, what's, what's kind of next? What's kind of next? And we may as well talk about it right now, because just as we were going live for the cast, there was an, another BSG post that came out. Um, and there's a little video that they posted out, and I think it's called—I think it's actually called Hardcore Mode, which is quite funny. The video because they posted on YouTube as well, but I saw the oh. one on Twitter, and it's basically just like looks like some kind of pre-rendered video of PMCs just all all dead, and there's a guy clutching like the Abdul Boss stim in his hand. And now there's a new quest, so let me bring it up. I actually have the game up here. There's a new quest that's appeared. Um, who was it from? Do you remember? Oh, Skier wasn't it? Was here. Yes, because the reward was from Skier. And it is called Cocktail Tasting, which is pretty funny. And it says, listen up, there's a, the big chemist guy in the city makes all kind of effed up drugs. There's rumor going around he's created some kind of new stimulant. The bums say they saw a jacked up PMC Merc 
running around the block like a lunatic, dodging bullets Neo style, but then he tripped over a rock and has gone to forever sleep. Can you believe it? <laughs> Looks like that Kiro took a toll on his health. There's a price to pay for everything in life. Find out what kind of drugs he was stoned on, if there's any reason to peddle it. So the, the idea is eliminate PMC operatives whilst under the influence of the Obdolbos cocktail, and you have to kill 20 uh, players. And for that, you get some skier rep, you get a Mark 18 gun, just one of them. Um, but you also unlock the the, TAC, the Boris Fulfield TAC-30, the Vortex Razor, and the Voodoo from Skier 1 as a reward. So this is like this is going back to the permanent unlock kind of thing of right. high-tier stuff, which is kind of cool. Now, the, the plot has kind of thickened, and I've been seeing the posts coming in as this event has been active. Mm-hmm. Obdolbos 1 has had its, uh, its stats changed slightly. Oh. Rather than doing what it was doing before, all the usual things, Obdolbos 1 now only adds, well, I say only, it adds 50 strength and 50 endurance. It basically takes you to elite on both of those, and it increases damage taken except the head by 1,000%. <laughs> so that's what the skier thing means. Like the PMC is like running around and around and around in circle, trips over a rock and then dies. Yeah, so if you hit barbed wire, I guess you're instant dead. I... A thousand percent. It's a lot of damage. A thousand percent is ten x. So if you take two damage, you're allowed to take two hundred damage. So you might survive if you hit barbed wire, as long as you don't hit it too hard. But you're gonna have to repair everything. Yeah. (laughs) You've got probably have black legs. Like maybe you know what the black leg change probably saves you. You know. 70% 70% Maybe. propagation after the, you know, if your arm brushes it, it's like, Maybe. oh, it's only 50%. It's fine. <laughs> it depends how many ticks you get. But yeah. Wait, we'll see. Oh, and apparently, apparently, if you die, the quest resets. Ooh. Wait. Would you have to kill 20 PMCs? That's a challenge. Whilst on Obdolbos? Like with a thousand percent, like with 10x damage? Think Dude, about, that's hard. Think about the permanent scope unlocks, though. It's worth. Yeah, but how are you even <laughs> going to do that? Like, you're going to have to actually just, like, camp extract or something i don't know I, i'm not sure how you can do that you just can't take fire you have to snipe it you cannot be shot yeah sniping's probably the way to do it honestly just get a hk hunt around mag thermal scope thrown in a bush you know yeah. just hit him once you have to just sit next to past the shoreline just yeah. two days now this is interesting because I, I guess i've just been really out of, out of the loop for a while now um there's almost one and two I, oh I, yeah, that's news to me. Really? Oh, you didn't know there was an Abdulbas too? No, I mean, I, no. I, I didn't realize there was, there was a distinction. Like, I remember at one point there was like two Abdulbas, but they didn't have like a different number and like a different color scheme to it. Yeah, you're right because one of them was like the event of Abdulbas, which right. was the the one that killed you, like with a five percent to ten percent chance or something. That was like the event version of Abdulbas, where you just right. died. It was like the end of white one. Yeah, I remember that, but not this new Adobos too. Yeah. Um, Which, is this one the same as it used to be, or is this a new thing, or did they change the Adobos stats? 2, well, Adobos 2 has been around for a bit. It's been around for this oh, really? wipe at least, okay. and maybe the wipe before. It's been around for a long time, um, relatively speaking. I don't know if the, the stats look the same to me. Okay, so the, the plot thickens here slightly, right? And I'm actually going to talk about something because it was on our list to talk about anyway, but now it seems yes. a very relevant time to talk about it, which is the stim bug, which I mentioned last time, but I didn't <laughs> want to reveal too early because it was just too funny. Yeah. Um, so probably most people watched the video, but for those of you who, who didn't watch it in the end, there was a bug with the way that damage taken except the head worked, which meant that only one damage taken but the head effect could be active at any one time 
Um, and what that meant was that you could take Meldonin with 10% damage reduction. And then I was actually taking Abdolboss 2 in that video because Abdolboss 2 is actually even better than Abdolboss 1. And so mm. you could take Abdolboss 2, which had a, normally it has an 80% damage increase. And you could take Meldonin first and Abdolboss 2 afterwards, and the damage increase just wouldn't apply. So you could run around with Abdolboss 2 with the, all of the positives, because that's really the only downside to Abdolboss 2. Right. Um, you could run around with all the positives and 10% reduced damage, actually, because you've got Meldonin on. And then you get, you know... 20 endurance, 20 strength, 20 attention, 20 perception, 20 max stamina, stamina recovery of two, which is like, it's like having SJ6 on all the time. Two health regen, it's like having two propitols active at the yeah, same time. Kind of and a weight limit of 45%, which is like having a mule on the whole time, right? So it's, it's actually nuts. But in, in the process of investing, like that's crazy on its own, right? Right. In the process of investigating this, <laughs> I discovered something completely wild, which was that um, if you took any of those like damage reduction stims and then up doubles afterwards, because the <laughs> because the 80% damage wasn't applying when the original stim like the first one that had the reduction on it when that one went away for some reason it was trying to put the um the damage reduction back to normal right but instead was somehow applying the 80% like back the wrong way so with Meldonin, it wasn't useful because Meldonin's on for like 15 minutes. But if you chose one of the short stims, which was PNB and P22, PNB was better because PNB was 40 seconds and P22 is 60. If you did PNB first, you did 40, 40 seconds, you had 10% damage reduction. You then popped the old doubles too. The 80% wouldn't apply. So you just have this 10%. And then, PN, and then, uh, yeah, and then PNB would disappear. The Abdolbos 2 would, re would reset and try to reduce it by 80%. And you basically had like 50% damage reduction for all eternity from there for onwards, which is like really bizarre. Um, and and absolutely 50%? broken. It was 50% because it, rather than doubling, so it was 10% and then reduced by another 80%. So it was like halved nearly. Do you know what I mean? So it's like no. it went to 90. Because <laughs> so an 80% increase is times 1.8. Right. So what was happening is it was basically taking your normal damage is one. Let's say you take one one damage is one multiplier. You're now at your point nine from the PNB, and mm. then what's happening is rather than multiplying by one point eight, you're actually then dividing by one point eight again on the zero point nine. So it's like zero point nine oh. nearly halved. Um. So I think like technically speaking, so it's like point nine divided by one point eight. It took you. It actually is exactly zero point five actually just by coincidence. Oh, okay. Um. So it was precisely fifty percent damage reduction, which was outrageous. Um, and like, yeah, I, I posted because I was like, look, it's a late wipe, but no one cares anyway, right? It's like the balance is screwed. They've had airdrops and stuff. Like, who cares? I like some of the guys in the Discord are just like, we're trying to do leg meta and people are eating 800 damage. Hey, I hate you. Why did you release this video? <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Um, so, the long and the short of all of that is. <laughs> BSG actually ended up removing the damage reduction from PNB, which is the one that I'd spoken about in the video, mm -hmm. so that you couldn't do it anymore. But they left it on P22. I did actually mention P22. I said, look, you could do it with P22 as well. Right. Um, but they left P22. Now, what's really interesting is that because this event is a stim event <laughs> about Abdolbos, right. what they seem to have done is they seem to have removed all of the damage reductions from all of the stims now like this i don't think this was the case the other day because we looked the other day and they just removed it from pnb but i think maybe they had this event planned or something i'm kind of glad actually that 
I ended up making the video because if they had right. this event planned and then people were doing like the stim bug thing and they were supposed to be a thousand percent increase, but then you just pop Meldonium first and it didn't do anything, that would have been really crappy actually. Like that would have meant yeah. the event didn't work the way that it was supposed to. So they, they've, the PNB doesn't have the thing on anymore. Meldonin has had the 10% damage reduction removed. Yep. Um, I don't have a P22 to hand, I don't think, but I imagine that's gone. No longer, Abdobos, yeah. it's Abdobos itself has got the 1,000% plus, but Abdobos 2 has also had its um, thingy removed. So yeah. you want to use Abdobos 2 now for free, you can, because basically, I think yeah. it's quite expensive, but Abdobos 2 now currently has no downsides whatsoever. It's only 400k, and it has no downsides at all. Like it's actually like Abdobos Two is like actually really broken as of this moment because you get all those positives and there's literally no downside to the stim, not one, no energy thing, no tunnel vision, no the hydration stuff, you know, no like no damage increase, nothing. So Abdobos Two is like absolutely cracked right now. So it looks like maybe they're using the event as an opportunity to kind of reset these things. I don't know what they're going to do afterwards, but anyway, we revealed something and it's fed into this event in a kind of like weird and interesting way. It also makes me wonder, like, I wonder if they were, I wonder if they were doing this event before. Probably, yeah, I, I guess imagine. it was planned previously, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird coincidence. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what happens after this event ends. Are they mm. going to, like, I don't know. My, my, so when they initially did the, P and B change. I saw that. And I looked at the comments. People are like, "At Giga Beef, at Giga Beef. <laughs> Thanks, Giga Beef. I was Giga just kind of like, ruined the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to reply. <laughs> but I mean, it, it looks like their solution was just to remove the damage reduction, which you know, not surprising given their history on these things. But now I'm curious what they're going to do afterwards. Um, mm. I mean, I don't even know if PMB is worth using without the damage reduction. It's some people were saying in the, in the thread that it's useless now, but I, 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 that stem looks foreign to me. I'm not sure if it's at the like sit there and study it for a few seconds. But anyways, I'm interested to see. I mean, I'm hoping that what they ultimately do is fix the bug, <laughs> the root cause of the issue. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Do you know what actually is probably the funniest thing that people can do right now is like go to factory or labs or underground reserve or whatever and just take like a Makarov and don't take the stim. <laughs> yeah, don't take the stim. Yeah. I just wonder around just like man with the golden gun just boom, boom, Dude. just one-shotting everybody. That'd be super funny. PPSH or like the vector. Oh, man. Yeah, anything really. Block 18C with a drum, oh, baby! Oh, that's it. That's, that's the it. one. That's the one. <laughs> Can you put a laser oh, on it? it? Yeah. Oh. I think so. <laughs> I, sure I think so. We'll so. try. I'm going to try right now. Try right now. To put uh, a laser on it. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Sure you're able to. But yeah, that'd be pretty funny. So <laughs> let's see. I, I, the problem with this is that I think it's going to be very difficult for anybody to actually complete. I don't sure know how someone will do it. Somebody will do Surely. it, but you have to be, yeah, you can. You can put laser, you can put all the normal stuff on. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's, that actually sounds like fun. Nothing says more, like, says fun in Tarkov than just ruining someone's day, you know? What, what more fun could you have? Exactly, just go around. Yeah, you, you pop on. So you're, there are, <laughs> you've got Abdobos 1 on for the event. I've got Abdobos 2 on to ruin your fun. We're built, you know, we're, we're not the same. <laughs> 
Oh, G18 with a freaking X400 and a, and a drum. Dude. Disgusting. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah, this is, this is cool. I think this is the way. <laughs> nice little sight on it and stuff. Not that you need yeah. a sight for the G18C. You just, I mean, you barely need a laser. The laser is already kind of a too much of a precision instrument for the, the 18C. <laughs> Nonsense. Gotta get that secret hidden hip fire bonus. Yeah, just put the star, you gotta put the stock on. Even then it's bad, but you actually shoot yeah. the roof in the hideout if you don't have the stock on. <laughs> you just gotta get past that first kick and then, then you're smooth sailing. You need to like start yeah. shooting behind cover and then you should probably start looking towards the floor, really. You kind of want to be like, <laughs> just aim more at the like floor. this. Yeah. Just aim at the floor. Use the regular one without the stock. Just aim at the floor and then just, you know, adjust as you come up. You're going for leg meta. You just aim at your own legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point at my own feet. Shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, anyway. So yeah, that's the event and the. Well, that's pretty fun. Giga's Joker storyline. <laughs> we live in society. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's that's pretty good so far. Um, what else? What other things? Oh yeah. So apparently, uh, this is just like other random things. Apparently, they changed the thing on streets. On streets, it now says like ten to twenty players. Right. Um, rather than I think before it said, I don't know, ten to fourteen or twelve to fourteen or something. So like, you know, they are incrementally increasing the number of people, which like we, we kind of know anyway. Um, and then yeah, I did. I, I did see. Did see nice guy posting about how like. He was like, oh, he, I think he said at one point, like, oh, patch 14 is like certainly our next like content wipe or something like that, or maybe not our next wipe or whatever. And I'm just, because uh, he laid out like two possibilities where we just wait a bit, and then patch 14 comes earlier than expected, <laughs> copium, um, or the alternative where they're just trying to balance everything out and fix all the technicalities and then just drop a wipe like when it's all ready kind of thing. I mean, I think that that's like dramatically more likely. Um, they don't want it all to be screwed and the netcode to be messed up when they do a, a random wipe here. But just, I just don't, I can't, I just can't see patch 14 being ready soon. I just really can't. I mean, I would be ecstatic to be wrong about it and for it to appear yeah. and be, have all this lovely content and us have all the things they've said. But there's so much on there. Like, I just still, I'm, I just, I'm incredulous that that's even a possibility. Like, just, just knowing, knowing the Tarkov like landscape and all the history. To be like the biggest content patch of all time might be early. I just feel that that's like this copium, and then there's you know, there's, there's like this is a whole other level beyond copium. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy that we're getting. I would say our yeah more communication from like I feel like we went from no communication to some form of communications. So I don't know if I could put the adjective more there, but. uh yeah, the fact that we're going to get an update to the roadmap, I enjoy that a lot, and uh, hopefully mm. we'll have a better idea of what to expect. I mean, you know, uh, the fact that we didn't really get, like, they didn't deliver on the, I mean, the roadmap didn't have a date, but the, you know, things change, like, it's totally fine, you know, I'm I'm yeah. not really uh, upset or anything, so we'll see. I'm I'm fine if White's, you know, I would say like past November, like I'm gonna start getting a little Tarkov anxious. But uh, you know, if 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 it needs to be that, then so be it. Yeah, I, I think that's the way that most sensible people are about it. It's like 
would rather them take their time and make sure everything's good and do it the way they want to do it rather than just suddenly rush for it. It's like, it's not like we're really looking, or as far as I'm concerned, I don't think we're really looking forward to any particular content. We're just looking forward to a wipe that's not absolutely scuffed with the streets of Tarkov patch included. You know, that's sort of what I'm looking forward to, really. Like, I'm not, I'm under no impressions that we're getting like uh, tons of content in the next one anyway. So we just kind of want it to be, you know, I mean, workable and good. The main things I'm coping for is recall, rework, and mm. armor its own rework and I, I mean i feel like i'm really pushing the envelope here but you know some type of like in raid trader stuff like you know, like keeper is pretty disappointing imo but that those i mean the first two would be pretty massive for me for my enjoyment um, yeah yeah, yeah I, I think so i mean even things like even things like the ui rework is just gonna change the way that you really like you know interact with the with the game and make you feel better to play and stuff i don't know man like oh, we'll, we'll see uh, we'll see i've not even really thought about patch 14 that much like i, I think i'm in that right. sort of state of you know don't think too much about about christmas because you might get disappointed you know <laughs> i mean i'm in that level i'm just like yeah when it comes it comes i'll be i'll be happy about it but for now i'm just kind of it feels like a far off project that's not going to be completed for a long time. That's how it feels in my head. It's like, oh, yeah. these things are just words written down. Like, it sounds cool, but, you know, let's just, we'll see when it actually ends up arriving as to how it works out. So, yeah, I don't know. I think overall, I think it's, I think it's promising, right? It's like, we haven't taken too many steps backwards. There's going to obviously be some new bugs for stuff. Um, but outside of that, like, yeah, it seems okay. Like, it's not, it's not gone dramatically wrong so far. So I'm just, yeah, there's still time, but it's a bit better than expected, which is kind of neat. Yeah, the mm-hmm. final thing on this topic, you know, more theory crafting, hitting the crack pipe, is I, there is a possibility that they want to stack Arena with the updates all together on the same time frame-ish. So we have, like, this big push in the winter season mm. uh, for the company or business. Um, which makes, I mean, if you're going to rework recoil, I, I don't even know if the recoil reworks like, I, I know he mentioned it, but I don't think it was like, you know, this is coming next update type of thing. But anywho, I think it's on the roadmap. Is it? I, I can't even remember. I, th- I think it actually is. If I just pull it up quickly, I don't have it open, but I've, I think it's on uh, one of the, the line items that we find it here. I think it's, uh, yeah, re- rework of recoil mechanics of all weapon types. It's okay. like right in the middle. So it is actually on there. Yeah, I mean, that UI rework, I mean, it just, you know, loadout presets, like it all kind of like just screams crossover with Arena. So I just, mm. uh, and the fact that the wipes, I think we're what, like a little bit over six months, like, you know, six months in a day or something. I, I can't remember the the stats, but. Uh, I I could see a November wipe slash update, you know, December. It'd be it's gonna be a really long wipe, but like it like I said, you know, I'm happy to wait. Opium. Yeah. Even if it's like August or something, even if it is in a month and it's it's August, they do the do the wipe and there's not that much content, but then October they release Arena and then December they do patch fourteen or whatever. It's like that like builds quite a lot of momentum, you know, and like Uh But do you uh, I don't I guess I guess you could do that. You could do a wipe, like a you know three fourths of the year wipe, 
and then have arena in the winter as well as drops maybe do drops for both yeah. i don't know i'm not really sure what like the you know companies are limited drops every x months via twitch like if they have some pulse i have no idea what they have no idea i don't know i don't know what if they're gonna do like exclusive uh you know how like in valorant they they did it like private release like to some content creators so like drive hype and they would do like keys drops for it i wonder if they can do that for arena i don't know can you imagine like, i can <laughs> that, that would i can imagine how people would take that oh yeah that's gonna be very but, salty who cares okay keep gonna make them so much money dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah true if it's you know if it's successful if the strategy works but Anywho, all right, bud. So tell me about hardcore. So, hardcore. this is this is your second time doing it, right? You did it last time no, a little bit. I didn't. I didn't. I did. Oh, you zero did zero to, zero to hero. That's right. I did zero to hero because I didn't think we had enough time to really put enough legs on it, and I didn't. I don't know. I think I was still working on stuff. I can't remember. I think I was quite. I don't. Know, I ended up getting like a bit delayed last wipe. I think I was like I was still working towards Kappa, and it was like quite late when I realized I just wasn't going to make it. Um, I think I left some of the annoying tasks till like too late and there's like capturing outposts and stuff still to do and shoot a born and things. And I was like, oh, I just, I've left it too late. Because this time, like knowing that I didn't want to do it was great because mm-hmm. I got to level 50. I did like Keeper, which is what I wanted to do. I wanted to get to him. I didn't care about his quests because they didn't, they didn't do anything. So yeah. I'm not that bothered. I wanted to get to him, see him, meet him, do that one thing. And then I was kind of like, well, now I'm just kind of playing, like using different guns. And, you know, we did a bit on check 15. I went to go and check, check that place out. And, learn it a bit better but otherwise i was like ah uh, you know what we should try this because i've been talking about it for so long and i've never actually you know done the thing and it's difficult to talk about something for that you think should be a good game mode without actually having played it really and as you said last time i dipped into doing zero to hero because it's kind of like mini hardcore gives you sort of the experience of that or at least the experience of the beginning of hardcore yeah um which is like the bit that most people are most interested in i think it's like a um, very low commitment to the hardcore idea but you still kind of get that similar experience yeah 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 um and there's ways of doing it where you don't have to fully commit if you want to you could just have like a hardcore part of your stash with eod that's actually much easier you could just have like a little bit segregated for hardcore if you want to do it like proper hard but anyway we i did it the other way i do actually have a second account um that i just don't really use very often and i use that for for this i just like loaded it up and we went in from from zero and then yeah just just started going and it's it's honestly amazing how like trained you are to do certain things when you play the main branch of the game (laughs) just like things you see that you know you need later and it's so hard to not take them you know things like you see fuel conditioners early wipe and you're like well i said early in the character and you're like oh man i know i need these at some point like i don't want to get gate like how far along is it the quest progression i can't tell because sometimes you just forget i mean most of the time i forget where the quests come i just know i need it yeah and so i'll just keep all these things but it's like even stuff like sugar, like I know it's valuable, but like not really that valuable. It's just, it's just the food. It is what, yeah. for a hardcore character. Like that's it. That's, that's all that it is. And uh, yeah, so the rule set I've been playing, I was playing on Pestley's rule set, which um, I just, I just swiped it straight from his YouTube video, like his set, latest set of YouTube videos. Um, it's just like a little text file, but I know him and Pe- and Deadly Slob have been doing this 
for many wipes, right? So they've gone through lots of different iterations of the challenge. And so I was like, well, if they've run into all the, you know, the, the bugs and the glitches of like, if I just say, oh, no traders, no this, no that, no the other, I might run into some stupid problems. So I'll use his rule set because it's already been like tested, I suppose. So his was, you delete everything um, out of your stash. And if you're using EOD, you can only use two by two secure container, which is fine. So I just put one ruble in each one. You can't purchase equipment from the dealers or the flea market with money, but you are allowed to barter with the traders. There's no flea market. Secure container is only for keys. The secure container rule seems to have got more complicated. Um, like me and chat actually had a long discussion about it. So it says secure container for keys only. You can only put items in the secure container once successfully extracted with the item, which I think is still referring to keys. Um, and a new addition yes. to the new addition to the rules, unexamined keys are allowed to go directly into the secure container, but can't be examined until after the raid. Doc's case key tool, thick case and the keycard holder are allowed in the container to hold keys and only keys, basically, is what it says. So, so the idea seems to be if you get a key and you take it out of the raid, you can then have that key in your secure container. That's fine. If you're in the raid and you find a key that's unidentified, you could put that unidentified in your secure container. You can't identify it until you leave the raid. If you identify a key, you have to hold it on you. If you want to see what it is. So I guess if you've got like, you know, six keys or something, you have to start identifying them and oh, choosing which really ones you want to up. which ones you want to keep in the container and which ones you want to hold on your body. That seems to be the way that I've interpreted it anyway. So you have to identify it outside a raid? Yeah. And then but you're like, allowed... you don't have to. You don't have to, but like if you identify it, you're not allowed to put it in secure. Okay, so you can like gamba basically. Yeah, so you can gamba and take four keys with you out of raid. That's interesting. But that has to be unidentified. That's kind of interesting. I, yeah, which is kind of cool. So I didn't mind that. Um, I've not done much key stuff yet, but that's kind of interesting. Mission special items like the M two thousand markers can be bought for tasks. Now it says can be bought for tasks, which is markers, Wi Fi cameras, jammers, multi tool. There is an upgrade. So the very first upgrade for the workbench requires the multi tool. It's not a task, but yeah. I was informed by chat that all of the serious hardcore people, or the I guess the routine hardcore people, buy the multi tool from yeah. mechanic because it is possible to find it in raid. It's really, but it's extremely low spawn yeah. chance, and it's in. You have to go to very specific places onwards, so it just ends up being like. And this is the thing. And this is the point that I try to you know, get across whenever people, because people will always come in and be like, oh, you're playing hardcore. Oh, but you're not doing this. Like, oh, why aren't you doing that? And it's like, the rule set is to make the game more fun. It's not to make the game like borderline unplayable by being so hard. That isn't, <laughs> that isn't really the point. The game is to put extra restrictions on to right. give experienced players a new challenge. Like, it's not to just yeah. punish yourself as much as possible, which is unless, what some people, you know. That's unless what you're that into. Yeah, and they, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you can do what you like, but right. if you don't want to just, like, spam raids into woods to specific locations to try to get a very specific item, which I didn't want to do, it's like, fine, just buy that item. Like, it, it's fine. You know, you're not just detracting from the experience. You're actually probably detracting from the experience by doing those raids, right? Um... So then, yeah, no scav raids. Um, only play with other people who are playing under the hardcore rule set. No assistance from friends or community handouts, obviously. Um, one thing that's interesting, you can use therapists to heal post-raid. So actually gives you something to use money for. Because you can sell to the traders. You just can't buy from them. Um, 
you can craft in the hideout. You can exchange money between the different, you know, money, ruble to rubles, euros, dollars, whatever, via the traders. No insurance. And you are allowed to buy containers for cash. So you can buy a scav junk box, for example. I can't remember all the containers you can buy for cash, but scav junk box is probably the most important one. So you can sell stuff to, to the traders and then buy the scav junk box with that money. Um, factory map can be bought for the Intel Center upgrade. So that's like one specific carve out because like factory map, I just don't think you can find it anywhere else. It's like maybe you get it in the you know, scav case or something, but it's just like 1. You know, you're just never going to find it. Um, and flares can be bought for a task that requires them because, again, they're just, like, annoying to do. So it's, like, it's quite a cool rule set. Um, the only thing, like, the multi-tool thing was the only one that's very slightly, you know, deviates from the rule set specifically. But as everyone said, like, all the other people went and bought it. Like, Pestley bought it for his run and blah, blah, blah. Because it's just um, more, it's more interesting not to have to do that. And to be able to use the workbench before finding this, like, stupid item. So it's, it's, it's interesting and you have to play in a very different way, right? And like money is not useless, but like you pay for repairs because it doesn't say anything about repairs in here. So I'm pretty sure you can like repair armor and repair guns. The scab guns are still useful without just jamming all the time. Um, like it didn't say anything in the rules about it. So I, I just assumed that you were able to. And, and I also wanted to guns. do that. Yeah, to repair yeah. guns and armor because like armor is like a one, it's just one and done otherwise, which is just right. like, it's just too silly. Um, and then, so you could use money for that, money for containers and money for paying for the therapist healing service. So you don't just like burn through all your meds every time you die. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So anyway, I'm like, I am doing this for the first time. I wanted to use a rule set that was tried and tested before mm-hmm. I've attempted it myself and wanted to change anything. Um, the beginning of hardcore is obviously one of the hardest things that you could do at the start. Cause you have nothing, right? So you have to go, it's like doing the zero to hero, which is why I wanted to start on reserve for like, I got lucky a few times, didn't find a gun for ages, and I got Tarkov'd a bunch by scavs and whatever. But once we started getting a few things, you started to get the snowball rolling, and it actually ended up being kind of cool. But yeah, like trying to change your mindset to, you know, what do I need? Like, do I need to bring this like AK magazine? Do I need that? Do I need that more than, you know, the whatever, whatever it might be for some like late game task? It's like, actually, I'm probably never going to get to that task. Like, Maybe I do need just a 30-round basic AK mag. Like, I can't buy it. I'm not allowed to buy anything. Right. So maybe I do need it. Um, and it was, yeah, it was really crazy. Like, the final raid ended up just, like, killing that guy. And it was, like, while the boss, like, all the bosses were on reserve as well and, like, killed that guy in the extract of D2, I became the camper by accident because the guy, like, clomped all the way down the stairs and we killed him. And he had, like, four high-tier helmets on him, like an SR-25 and a mutant, which was kind of the thing that we always talked about of, like, if you're playing hardcore on regular servers, like there is no other option right now. Right. You end up getting people's trader loot if you kill them. Sure. Eventually you end up getting decked out in like wherever the wipe is up to rather than playing like hardcore per se. But I mean, it's still, it's still, you know, you still get you a, one of them and it's, yeah. You still get a pretty good high off of that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then taking it out later, it's just like, I used the mutant for a bunch of raids. Right. And then eventually lost it. And it's like, okay, that's gone, but I have an SR. I have another, I killed another guy on Woods. Um, I actually killed him with the mutant. So I got his r So I have like a couple of like high tier guns. Um, but like I did something stupid, right? So that it had one of them, I think it was the SR had, oh no, it was the r So it had this like weird stock on it. Oh no, sorry, it was the SR. It had this like really weird stock on it. It was like what, some off meta stock that you'd never use. And I took it off and sold it to the traders so I could pay for like an armor thing. And then I used the SR and then I died with the SR. And then I was like, okay, like maybe we should just keep using the good stuff. Um, let's use the RSAS. And I was like, oh, wait, damn, I sold the stock. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. And I was like, like, I've actually shafted. I can't, like, I can't get another stock. I don't have another one. Like the RSAS is now just a buffer tube. 
I was like, okay, well, that was stupid. I didn't think about that. It's like, you know, things like that that, like, you just, yeah. you make assumptions about the way that you normally play the game, and then they come back to bite you because, oh, God, I did it with the hideout as well. Oh, man. I had a daily, right? I had a daily to hand in a syringe. And I was like, oh, man, that's going to give me the last bandage for the, the med station level one. And I did it, went to the med station. And it was just like, oh, you have the bandages, but you need the syringe. And I was like, no, the syringe was for the med station. No. Like, what are the chances? Like, oh, my God, the daily quest was such a troll. Because I need, it took one of my items, which is more rare, to give me the more common item, and I just didn't think and just handed it in. Oh man! So it's just like all of those kind of things has changed the way you play. But it's been good. It's been really, really good. I'd like the first two sessions were amazing, and um, we did really well. The last session, maybe I got a bit more cavalier. I'm not really sure now. I have some things, and um, I died a lot more on the last one. Um, I think also like when you're going after specific stuff, like particular med spawns or whatever, which I was going to woods to try to get to use at camp and things like that, you start going into sort of hotter areas and you just run into people more. And those encounters are quite a lot more intense. Um, we also probably got quite lucky in the first couple of days and a bit unlucky on the last one. Um, so yeah, but we did a lot of dying in the in the last one. But it's like it's it's great. It's it's really good. I was gonna say my biggest like gripe or like fear of doing hardcore, which it sounds like they've definitely tweaked a lot of the stuff mm. like the key thing is very interesting and like the therapist healing i don't think that was a thing back when you know they were doing it but um was just doing the hatchet runs i was just like fearful that my first like two to like however many hours is going to be me constantly hatchet running uh, yeah you know just like oh do i really want to do that so but um no that's cool man that's cool. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you finally got to experience. You know, that uh, it is. It is really fun because it does change your perception of value in items. You know, I think I was watching and you were like, someone was like, "Why are you t carrying the Sega shotgun five round mags?" You know, I was like, "Well, because I need it. Actually, you know, it's actually a really good gun." You know, it's like definitely. Whereas normally you just like always forgo that, <laughs> like. Because you could get it on your scav, you know. Um, mm. I think you can get it on Jaeger one. So there's a little bit I of like so. a there's a little bit of like a gap where you can't really get them in like the very very early game. But you know, it's like they're a very abundant item. You know what I mean? And whereas it's like just changes value so much, which I I really like that aspect. That's why I like this idea of making you know the game more challenging across the board. By you know more restrictive, but not not to the extremes of hardcore. You know, it's like mm. it's like I like the I like those moments where you do find or you know somehow accomplish progression. Not like you know I did a quest. Finally, I unlocked five bazillion items. I only use two of them twenty four seven. You know that that part. But I like the yeah. I like the part where it's like oh like I got this minor upgrade for like this niche. Thing I can now use like I got a I got a um a mount for my Keter and now I got a Delta point I can put on there like you know mm -hmm. bam it's you know it's kind of it's like you're slowly building up different aspects it's like kind of in with the stash too it doesn't have to necessarily be in the raid constantly twenty four seven you know it's like you can take little bits and bobs when you do succeed it's 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 I like that aspect that's why I like the yeah. open world challenge coins mm -hmm. copyright protected by Church. LLC, uh, but because uh, it, it kind of like keeps the traders, but still makes it more challenging. Where you have to like, like yeah, you can buy from the traders, but you get to like 
do map to map travel and like go there, mm-hmm. buy it, and then go back to your hideout taking that stuff you bought. So it's like you got the weight mechanics. Like I remember once like the I've only did like oh, I don't know, maybe like ten raids, twenty raids maybe. I don't remember. Because the game ended up wiping, but I remember one time so like just a very brief summary. The the your hideout was at factory and you uh mechanic was at factory i think well te- te- like technically your hideout therapist was at your hideout but like mm-hmm. to leave your hideout you had to go through factory and then from factory based off the map you could go to like woods customs reserve uh you know it's some other like i don't remember yeah but I was like, man, I really need to get guns. You know, it's like you you keep you keep your everything you start with on standard account, blah blah blah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to reserve because that's where I put Prapper, and then I buy a bunch of SKSs from Prapper, and then I go back to factory and then put it in my hideout. You know, and uh, I died, <laughs> but it was like still fun to go. You know, with the factory. Bought some stuff for mechanic, probably like some ammo for my MP5, and went to mm-hmm. you know reserve. I think I killed a guy with um, a shotgun I had, and I got to loot him. That was a lot of fun. And then left, bought a bunch of SKS. I think I bought like two SKS because that's all I could fit in my backpack, right? So yeah. like half of it was SKS, the other half was just like random junk. And it was like trying to extract the factory, but I died because it's freaking you know late wipe the freaking. But it was it's like a really fun concept. I don't know if you could like actually. Like, it'd be interesting to play... This is the thing with, like, these challenges is, like... They're, like, extra challenging because not everyone's participating in the rule set. So, like, you try... Mm. Like, I guess you could try to, like, work that into it. But it'd be really fun if everyone was participating. That's the... That's the catch, you know? And that's why, like, I kind of want to do... Uh, a challenge at the start of the wipe because then it's, like... The gaps aren't so massive, you know? Yeah, everyone's kind of there or thereabouts. Like, you're going to run into people who aren't playing as much, who are only level three or whatever. And you're, you know, if you're playing a bit more, you're probably higher level, but you've got worse stuff because you're not buying anything from the traders. And I, I know exactly what you mean. I was like, I was mulling over in my head. I was like, how could you even do this? Like, you have like a an ongoing, like, you know, like they do with the tournaments or something. I was like, how could you do it? So you have like an ongoing league. Mm-hmm where you, people like organize to play like it would just be it's just too logistically complicated yeah. do you know what i mean like you organize to play all right everyone connected to dubai servers at this time but not even that like you just play you play offline you know offline co-op oh. and then you take a snapshot of the stuff that you got out of raid with and then you buy it on your main Bam. all right and then so okay, okay so let's let's, let, let's put it this way so you you start with nothing and you go into an offline co-op raid. Okay. With a bunch of other people who are also going to be playing this game mode with you. Oh, so you're doing this late in the wipe where everyone's getting a lot of money. Not necessarily. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I, I guess so, but like not necessarily. But yeah, I guess you need like you need some money to to facilitate this. You go into raid and you do like whatever it is that you do and you leave. And then whatever you leave with, I guess like you either just need to take a note of it somehow, or you at least need your PMC to have the stuff that you're going to take it for the next raid. So you need to keep. Some kind of track of the inventory or whatever, but you know what I mean. Like, do it, do it like fake kind of thing, because obviously mm. nothing in offline carries over. But you could just like pretend that it does. You've got like your stash with like the items written down and like whatever you go in with, you just buy it on your regular PMC because it's like going to be nothing compared to the actual money that you have in your main account, presumably. 
um especially if it's like really cheap stuff i guess it depends actually but um probably yeah you do run into issues there like what if you need an altim you don't have an altim you can't buy an altim like there's just like there were so many logistical problems with it but i was like could you somehow do it in that way like like the way people do you know tournament matchmaking or whatever and then you just like keep the score outside of raid and like somehow run like a hardcore grouping of people so that everyone's always playing on the hardcore rule set do you see what i mean that was the, the idea kind of like, you're saying yeah so you're not playing with people outside of that ecosystem, but you do it all in right. offline mode. I was like, huh, I wonder. Because you could do it as a one-off, right? You could do like zero to hero. You could do like a zero to hero battle royale kind of thing, which would be quite funny, probably. It's like, you know, you have to do certain things, whatever, and everyone starts with nothing, and everyone's like running around trying to find a gun and stuff. Like, it'd probably be quite funny. But it's like, that'd be like a one-off. But I was like, how could you like, oh, keep this progression? Wait. I think it's too much, though. When you said co-op, I was thinking literal like teaming up together but you're saying like you get co-op offline yeah yeah it's as many people on opposing solos you know mm. and then they play and then the winners and losers yeah. buy the stuff and then do it again i see what you're saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah no that, teams. you keep a track of the inventory yourself that could um, i mean there might be something there maybe but i was like oh it's too it's too tough i just don't think there's a, any way and you have to organize to play as well then like it's just yeah. so laborious it, it is a bit laborious but you know it's maybe with some more support um on yeah. the offline co-op stuff but but that's that has given me a cool idea for like yeah a random game mode where you do certain things in offline and you you know everybody starts with nothing and then you have to run around and do like is everyone's playing zero to hero and you have to go and do a certain it i don't know what you do you have to go and do certain things maybe you have to go and you have to visit certain areas on the map or you have to i don't know be the last person to be at a particular location like you're either the last person standing or the person to be like on this point when the raid timer hits zero or something but you could kind of do it like that so it forces people to go to that point but yeah i was like i've been mulling over lots of random stuff recently after playing hardcore because i'm just like man i like it'd be so cool to have this kind of experience but joined up because every time i talk about it people are like oh no you know you're gonna split the player base and all this stuff and i'm like yeah i know but at the same time like <laughs> who cares I, think, I still think it would be cool i still think it would be cool though oh my god player call of duty has base. search and destroy and team deathmatch the player base it's so split what will we ever do <laughs> <laughs> yeah combine all the times into left hand only and then do it it'll be fine left hand times not only the, i mean i'd say i don't think it's that big a deal they're might because of the way Tarkov handles things, some regions might be more affected than others. I'm looking at you, Australia. Mm, exactly. But who anyway, cares about lots, of, lots of fun ideas. Um, <laughs> it's been really fun so far. Like, yeah, I got a bit bruised last time when we played, but we were completing stuff. We like found the Salewas. I'm still trying to find the one three three shotguns. It's actually really hard because I did actually find both of them i think but then died on streets like lots of people like it's so funny just the the crowdsourcing of information usually works relatively well when you're streaming but playing hardcore it's like everybody's got a different opinion on where you should go what you should do where's gonna be good where's not good like tons of people are like oh you should play streets you should play streets like i've only managed to extract from streets once like getting out of streets is not that straightforward and especially not on hardcore but i did, I did definitely make some mistakes like loading up on like streets is so easy to load up on loot loading up on loot like in the starting location and then having to lug like 50 kilos across the map is not the play like you should just go to extract really like loot a few key points and then move where you need to go and then loot at the end i think because there's, there's so much stuff on streets that you can actually afford to do that like other maps maybe less so but streets like yeah you can get really pinned down but i just find it hard to get out of streets like 
there aren't really like safe routes like there are on other maps. Yeah, it's you know, like you normally have to cross that main street somewhere. So you have to go through post office, which is pretty hot. You go through the middle by Lexos and Sparger, which is pretty hot in construction. Or you go across the street all the way at the other end. It's like right out in the open. It's like oh man, like it's not. It's just not that straightforward to navigate that guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience, but it does feel like there are certain parts of the map where you have to expose yourself like you have to cross a choke point um yeah. to get to your objective but i mean that's you know I, I don't know if that's more than you know say it's some other maps i, I don't know but uh we will yeah. see i guess yeah dude it's been yeah it's been wild i'm enjoying it though i'm glad that i've done it uh, it's been funny doing it like so late in the wipe but uh yeah yeah, I think it's cool. Like, some people ask me as well, like whether I would consider doing it right from the start. And I think right. playing hardcore right from the beginning is actually pretty fun for a lot of people. But purely because of the content side, like yeah, I won't do it because a... there's a requirement right. to get to a certain progression point, just so that you can showcase it and make the full variety of content that you want to do you know and because i'm so much more of an educational and tutorial right. channel, if i was entertainment channel purely then that would be maybe okay yeah um but it's just like not my usual usual slant although i will say that i did try really really hard with the hardcore video that i put out the other day tried super hard it's like 17 minutes long and it's basically three and a half hours of footage distilled into what's well, just over 15 minutes which it's the, probably the best uh, one I've done so far. It really is. I, I, you know, it takes a, a phenomenal amount of time to cut all of that down, yeah. as I'm sure you're very aware. Like taking long raids and cutting them down in a way that's sensible, narrating them in a way that makes sense, and having it so that it doesn't just like because you can go too too far, right? And you can like cut it to, about so much that it stops making logical sense. People lose track of where you are on the map and things like that. Yeah. Um, and you want to make it accessible enough to people who like don't always play those maps either, right? Like if somebody doesn't really play reserve. You don't want to just cut from one place to another with no intersection in between and be like, oh, well, I don't even know where we are now. Like, you need to help people follow through the maps. But then try to keep it within the time, you know, not like being like so long. Because um, I, I didn't really want to edit like an hour and a half movie, particularly. Yeah. That's, that's even harder in some ways. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, I've, I've learned a lot trying to, trying to do it. But I think it was, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of it. So if anybody hasn't gone to watch the first actual YouTube edited version of the hardcore stuff, then go and watch it. I'm proud of it. I That's think you'll cool. find it fun. And it's got a cool ending. So, Yeah, man, yeah. it's funny you say that because I pitched an idea to a couple of guys like, hey, uh, this next swipe, what do you guys think about joining me on doing like a open world challenge? You know, it was like, I pitched it to Shudaville and Abney, dude. And the idea was like, on our second accounts, because like, obviously, like, even even if you are like an entertainment content creator, quote unquote, you still want to like do the new content stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like there's entertainment in, in that as well. But, so it's like it's, it's a such t- tough thing. Um, I was like, hey, OK, we'll, we'll do it like on the side, you know, like we'll play our mains, but like we'll have like agreed times that we can meet to like play together on our challenge accounts, you know, and like try to like do it along the way. but. I I don't know. I think Abney Dude is just like, I don't think I can do that church. <laughs> it's like, I was like, come on, man. You know you want to. He's like, I do, but it's already it's hard enough playing Tarkov. <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, just playing names and trying to grind that. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, dude, that's a lot. Like, especially like you know, someone like, I mean, just enjoy like you know, you get your you get your real life, then you get your like entertainment life, then you get your like side hustle YouTube life, then you got like the side hustle, the side hustle YouTube life. You know, it's just like it's a lot. So, uh, I totally understand. But Chitterville might be down, but I don't know if I'm even going to be down. I think I might need to <laughs> wait and see what the patch looks like at this point. Yeah, I would love to do it, man. It's just, it's you know, playing like playing for fun is one thing, but then also like committing to it and like trying to like extract some content from it is like a whole other thing. And it's it's tricky, man. It's tricky. That's the thing, you know, and it's a big time investment. It really is. <laughs> it's because that was like the first thing I did on my channel was the open world challenge, and good god, you yeah. know, spent. I think I spent like a month because that's how I learned. That's like when I started editing. I think I spent like a month on my first video <laughs> just because I had to learn everything as well. But I don't know, dude. We'll see. I would honestly just like to do it just for fun as well. But it'd be it'd be fun to do it with a in the early parts of the wipe where the gaps aren't so big, and then b with a duo as well. It's kind of like you got someone else doing you know mm. participating with you which kind of makes things interesting it could be fun it could be fun yeah it could be pretty good i think the duo thing is is nice just because you have that back and forth as well like playing solo yeah that's what I was it's a different about. vibe but it's it is kind of like is it less entertaining i don't think so necessarily but it's like it's just it's just different well from a concert perspective i think the dual povs can be interesting Mm. Um, from like a consumption standpoint, uh, and there's also like you know you you can like coordinate stuff. Like it makes it a little bit more interesting in in some ways, but it's probably just yeah. a minor buff in that regard. <laughs> buff, yeah, <laughs> to the to the enjoyment factor. Plus ten percent to enjoyment. Yeah, I'm not sure how how meaningful it is, but I think. I don't know. I like it. I think that's all the talk of his stuff, to be honest. Yeah. I think, I think that's everything. We're just carrying on, doing the thing, seeing where we get to. I don't really have a firm goal for my uh, my run. I guess it's it's broadly speaking max traders, but like, you know, we're never, never going to make it there yeah. for, for the wipe. Um, it's about but, the whoa. journey, Giga. Exactly. I'm having fun with the journey. I don't really care about yeah. the end results. We're, we're doing the quests. We're trying to do the stuff. I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a different way of playing. You know, you're yeah. picking up buckwheat to do the barter for the 133 so you can get Jaeger and stuff. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's different. So it's cool. I think it's actually quite good practice for the wipe as well in many ways because it teaches you what all the important barters are. So you normally don't have to really worry about them. Now, you know, a couple of the really good ones. And outside of that, you're like, whatever. But, knowing like oh i can use this for that thing or i can grab this for that thing you know it's like it actually is kind of handy uh to remember all of those and you know I, I don't remember them all so it's i'm like teaching myself those those things um so yeah it's good it's good and using like the rubbish guns as well which obviously i did until i killed the juices i was uh i got i got like a, a awesome like 85 meter headshot with the the six shot like nine mil revolver on streets which i was oh, like wow. hey it was on a scav but even still i was just like oh. 
got him from miles away. I was like, yeah, I mean, it feels like a long way when you're in an iron sight, yeah. like stubby revolver. It feels, that feels, it feels far. It feels far. So yes, it's been good. You've been playing anything else? What else have you been up to? Have you got anything on the blend? Uh, I did get myself battle bit uh, over the weekend last week. Ah, and uh, been playing with some friends. It's 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 fun. I mean, it's a, uh, I yeah. I mean, fifteen bucks, man. I think everyone should. <laughs> I guarantee you, you can easily put in fifteen hours. So uh, mm. you know, yeah. Um, it's. It's great. I think it's pretty solid, man. It's a good game, you know. Yeah. It's like it's like nothing revolutionary or new, but I just think that it's simplified in certain aspects, but still maintains a lot of the aspects that you would want to be more in depth. Like the you know the recoil modding is like there's there's fair amount of depth there the the game modes the strategy like honestly i wouldn't mind watching like an esport event like a 32 mm. 32 domination or conquest or rush like you know some type of like i i've, I've actually be down to watch that i think that would be pretty entertaining on battle of it um yeah but i i think i think the graphics ultimately work in its favor like because it's sort of very easy to get into you know what i mean it's like yeah it is basically roblox but like it's kind of works in its advantage you know what i mean it's like yeah, very... it's very clear what's happening yeah i mean there's a few instances like sometimes i find it kind of hard to spot people but if they're like saying so but like arguably mm. that's a good thing as well <laughs> you know what i mean so uh, like sometimes you do stand out like a sore thumb if like you're skylining but like it's i mean this is the same in other games yeah. you know what i mean so it's like the game's easier to run you could probably run it i don't know what the specs are but i'm sure you could run it on some pretty low-end gaming stuff i like got a pretty good toaster probably you know is it good? <laughs> running on my lg refrigerator bro let's go dude it runs on the monitor you don't need anything else just just the monitor on its own <laughs> yeah but, i mean yeah just like you don't have any performance issues probably 90 percent of people don't i mean I, I don't know i think it's great so I, i'd highly recommend Getting it, get a couple friends to get it as well. Play with some boys, make new friends. The VoIP in there is hilarious. People are absolute goblins. Uh, it's it's pretty fun. No. Ten out, yeah, nine out of ten. Okay, can't give a ten out of ten. That's reserved for Tarkov, Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so said I haven't actually played that much more because we've. I think we've all just been busy and I've been busy and doing doing other stuff i didn't really want to play it on my own like it's, it's fine i played it a little mm-hmm. bit on my own before but i'm just like ah, i'll just wait for the people to come on and enjoy it together um with them so it's I was a like, great game with friends yeah exactly so i was like the, the dipping a little bit back into i got the factorio itch again a little bit so i was like dipping back into that game a touch which has been which has been cool but that's it's it's a good it's a good blast just blast around and just have a chat with people and stuff um i mean yeah, I, like I keep, I keep getting recognized by people though which is hilarious i think mean, it's like a lot of the tarkov communities disappeared over there and i was like talking to a friend about it and i was just like yeah i keep like people keep like recognizing who i am and we were playing together and someone was just like yo geek me is that you hey man love your videos just like i was like he was like the fact that you you told me before and then like it happened while we were playing we were only playing for about an hour 
He was just like, oh, I see it now. He was like, that's pretty, that's pretty entertaining. It was just like, I think just the number of people who have gone over to BattleBit just as a bit of light relief over from Tarkov is actually really, really high because it's kind of come at the perfect time. You know, it's yeah. like the game's kind of at a, if you don't want to be playing end of wipe events or you're bored or you're burnt out or waiting for the fixes and waiting for the patches, da da da, then you're playing other stuff. And BattleBit's like one of those games where it's, yeah, it's super light relief and it's, but it's still FPS. And like a lot of people from the FPS genre have all gone and got it because it's so cheap. So everybody's bought it. And then you interact with tons of people because you see everybody's names. And if you're playing on the big server, there's like 128 people. There yeah. are 126 other people, I guess, because one, two, seven. So you run into just like a ton of people who have the ability to contact you. So just like the meeting chance is just like through the roof compared to other games. So it's like, no, I'm meeting somebody in a Dota match, you know, it was like nine people play for an hour. It's like, right. how many, how many like unique individuals do you meet playing like two hours of battle bit? Like it's a big number, probably like multiple thousands of people. So the, the chances are that you could bump into someone who knows who you are is actually probably a lot higher than in other situations, which is fun. But yeah, I mean, intrigued to get back into it. Actually, do a bit more um say a bit more of that which should be pretty cool um yeah, I, I think there's any yes yeah, so, sorry you go you go i was just saying i've been, I've been playing up and i had gotten like sucked into the progression system because it's like <laughs> you need like kills to level up the unlocks to get the mods for it and like you know if you know me you know i don't like using meta stuff i mean that like the vector it's got like the fastest ttk and like everyone uses mm-hmm. there's like such a i hate one thing I do hate about class-based systems in games like these is, like, his. in my experience, a lot of times the medics are, like, busted because they end up just healing themselves. And and as long as you can have ammo for your guns, which essentially the other classes end up supporting the medic. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, it's such a trend, I find. But, uh, anywho... So I've, I've been using some of the other, like, the DMRs, and, like, I finally got it upgraded where I could put the damage barrel on it, and now it's, like, actually kind of okay, mm-hmm. which has been fun, but that's been what's, like, sucking me back in. But it's also just, like, so easy to pick up and play because you don't really... You just run to objective A and die and rinse and repeat. You just keep doing that. It's, like, it's great. It's really <laughs> easy to play. Um, yeah, the DMRs are kind of a hard thing to use, I think. Yeah, it's kind game. of disappointed. Like they, I think like yeah, I think all of them are like three hits to kill and like one in the head and yeah. maybe two in the head because like the headshot multiplier actually isn't that high. But um, I don't know. It's a like it's a there's a, <laughs> some people I'm subscribed to from like other games. They're playing it and then they're doing like these movement videos because <laughs> like there's you can like air strafe like it's very like simple uh, in that aspects mm. um so you can like just freely move around while like jumping so there's like these crazy like jump spin healing prone stand up like twisting your <laughs> hitbox model like they're doing all these i'm just like oh my god the gamers i love them uh but i i can't i can't be bothered to do that stuff not 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 too i'm not that incorporated yeah not not really what i'm looking to do with the game but it's still good it's a good game the other thing i wanted to say really quickly was because last week I couldn't remember what it was. Project Wraith. I saw the Wraith. Yes, I saw the tweet in a reply to one of BSG's tweets. <laughs> they were oh. like advertising their game there, <laughs> which okay. I thought was funny. But this was the game that I thought you were talking about last week because you were talking about We the People. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Now this game, I haven't really looked into it that much, but like I'm looking at some of the screenshots I got here and like. 
visually, to me, this looks a lot more polished and like closer to like Tarkovy. Whereas We the People, I thought looked a little different. And I did mm. learn that We the People is being developed by some ex military people. Yeah. Um, which kind to me kind of explains the really crazy weapon <laughs> or the ballistics thing that we're seeing. <laughs> but I'm kind of curious to, to see about Project Rave because they it looks like they've been around for some time, but I'm not sure how far in they are, what's like they're going for. You know, I mean, like I'm, I'll say this: I'm very interested to see. It's going to be some time, but um, what's that game that that uh, Bungie's making? Um, marathon yeah because i'm I'm like i'm hoping that like i'm kind from my experience from the cycle um i'm really hoping that there's not like there's going to be some like innovation involved you know like the cycle probably had like arguably one innovative thing i don't think it was enough to really like differentiate it and that was obviously the you know long live raids where you just spawn in the middle of the raid i really you know really like that it was a lot of fun but a lot of the stuff they've really just copied over, like hideout, container, looting quests, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, even the that one shitty mobile game that I played, it's co- it copied over a lot of stuff as well. Uh, what's it called? Um, Lost Light. Yeah, the shitty. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really liked their ranked mode because it had like you it, instead of like having fixed extracts, you now shoot a flare to extract and it was like you had to you still like play like usually in Tarkov but you got cards from looting in addition to the regular loot and then cards from killing people and those car- the more cards you took out the more points you got and that like raised your rank and like it was a fun like little game mode on top of the existing thing but you know it's a mobile game so it's not it's not really that's crazy right so i'm I'm really hungry for you know some something extraction shooter whether it's tarkov or something new i'm I'm hungry for something and i'm I'm hoping that these new ones popping up are a bit more distinctable you know i've just been going down like while you've been talking i've been going down a really random rabbit hole so i've been looking at these screenshots right of this project race thing Mm-hmm. And you come to a certain, I mean, it looks very much like Tarkov, you know, it's the G28 yeah. and the old, like the ST face shield and stuff. And you come to a, a screen with a, a guy with a backpack and someone else is dead. And it's almost like, it's like a respawn screen. You see that on there? It's like part way, it's actually quite far through. It's like uh, screenshots 13 and 15. It's like a respawn screen. So there's a guy stood up, there's a guy on the floor, and then it says, what, What's the date? Oh, I don't oh, know. I'm just oh, looking the original on Steam. tweet. Oh, you're looking on Steam. Oh, okay, okay. I'm looking at their... I gotcha. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. No, I'm looking on the Steam page. Anyway, so it says in the corner, it says... Uh, so it says Respawn. It says, Last Nick left, MR-308 patrol, 1.2 meters, like fatal hit left arm. And I was just like... I scrolled through to that, and I was just like... Last Nick left. I recognize that username. I've seen this person before. <laughs> and I was just suddenly... Like, I was just thinking, like, where do I, where do I have seen them? I've gone to Grassroots Studio, right? Which is these the guys who are making this thing? Last thing left, doubling all of uh, UE4. I think he's he's the project lead on this thing. Well, last thing left, as it turns out, has made like the fully integrated world map 
that went to Reddit for Tarkov. You know when I did my world oh. map video? Lasnik left put that video, put that world map together on Reddit. Interesting. Like I have a, a thing saved down from him called world map clean nick.jpg in my pictures folder. Because he compiled that like years ago. Which is like really that's a really weird crossover. Well <laughs> how so? Or you just mean that, weird as in like, the coincidence that it happens? Just that, I rem- just that I've seen him as well doing a thing within Tarkov. Not that like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, they play Tarkov, that's obvious. But the fact that like, oh, he's gone and made a bunch of this stuff. He's like vector maps of like the full, the full map. You know what I mean? It's, okay. called, it's the one, yeah. it's the, the Reddit post of from a year ago, full map of Escape from Tarkov V3. Because he's updated it a couple of times. And it's like, oh, he's part of the studio making this game. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of weird, though. Yeah. Interesting. I quite like that. Huh. But yeah, it looks very it looks very Tarkov y, but uh yeah, there's there's so many of these games right now. Like it's actually a bunch of I've seen like, a lot of YouTube up. videos and yeah. things coming out being like, is this game going this game is gonna kill Tarkov? Da, da, da. And there was there was actually I think it might have been Operator Drewski who like Replied to one of them mm-hmm. and just being like, these are things are going to be Tarkov killers when they're Tarkov killers, you know, or better than Tarkov when they're better than Tarkov. They're, they're so like, we're talking like yeah. screenshots and a few little bits of walkthroughs <laughs> of maps. Like, do not underestimate the develop, like the length of time and the amount of like dev hours have been spent on EFT, like for the stuff that everybody gives it, you know, there's a lot of work going on in that game. And the fact that it is functional and you, and you can play it. Think- and yes, there's problems, but you know, these games are so far from complete even that, yeah uh, i think there's lots of people talking about this kind of thing and it's like yeah well maybe i think tarkov's got what 10 years of development if i'm not mistaken like they started in 2013 Probably at this point yeah um so yeah there's a there's a <laughs> at least that's when battle state was formed i'm pretty sure 2013 but that's just just like crazy so and this is the thing they have runway because they're not like the cycle they're not struggling for player base you know that even though we go through peaks and troughs all they have to do is wipe the game and everyone will come back you know what i mean like they're they've got a big they're a big game like tarkov is a big yeah game. yeah so think about that like it's popular it's not like fortnite popular mm. but you know and i wouldn't say it's like valorant popular or like csgo popular no. but like it's still pretty popular like i don't know what would be like equivalent like it's probably less popular than call of duty but like that's the thing like call of duty has cross-platform right so you got to think of something that's like valorant for example like pc only so i don't know like it's definitely fairly popular yeah for sure i mean i'm just going on like most games watched on twitch i can cover viewers for july as i say for the last seven days so tarkov currently sits in number 32 which isn't bad considering the white. Considering cycle. where we are, right? The white would normally have happened by now. Yeah. Like, that's honestly not bad. The 32nd most watched game. Like, it's more than Rust at the moment. It's more than PUBG. It's actually more than. Oh, no, that's Modern Warfare 2. That doesn't really count. It's actually, like, right now, it's actually sitting right next to Battlebit, interestingly. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing um, to say. I feel like I, Battlebit's really interesting, too, because it's three devs. And I think they also been working on it for like seven years or something. But I wonder how much of their success is from like people like Clean who like help promote the game and like as you said, there's a lot of Tarkov crossover. 
Um, and I'm assuming, I mean, that's how I heard about the game was from Queen because he wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> like prior to the release or remastered, I remember hearing about it. I was like, eh, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing lots of people just talking about it in general. So like I yeah. knew the name of it without really knowing right. what it was about. And then, you know, there's a lot of value to that. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Oh, you know, Tarkov's dead, whatever. And it's just like, dude, it's still, yeah, if it's still like in the 30-something now, then that's, that's honestly crazy. It's pretty good. Actually, actually, you just expect it to be lower than that, if I'm honest. Man, I would love to see some statistics from BSG, but... Anywho. Yeah, when when like it comes on Steam, finally yeah. be able to get to see some charts. Concurrent player yeah. count. At least on Steam's side. that's all we can know is watch time, can't we? That's the only thing yeah. that we can know about. Yeah. Anywho, so yeah, that was that game that I wanted to uh, to mention. A little PSA. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that one, so another one to add to the list of things to keep an eye out for. Nope. What are we now? Dead Drop? Marathon? We the People? Dead Drop. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what was this one called? Project Wraith. Wraith. Project Wraith. Uh, Road to Vostok. Um, what other ones are there? There's a Project Quarantine. There's one that's like, it's like similar to Vostok. It's like Tarkov, but kind of SP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that one's called. I think it's Project Quarantine or something. I don't remember. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I did watch a, a Dead Side video. I might give that game a try. It looks like it's come, you know, they've been updating it. Not sure if it's still, you know, because it's like Tarkov-y. Yeah. It's like Daisy, but like Tarkov. Like instead of zombies, there's like scavs, and there's you get quests, like missions to do, and it, it's got traders. Like it's it's kind of got me, inter- you know, interested. So I might I give really that know. one a try. I think like the only things I've seen about Dead Side is people just like poo pooing it. <laughs> I feel I don't know what. Like I don't really know much about the game, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm I haven't looked things. <laughs> it's been some time since I've looked at. It. I mean, the last time I looked at that was too early for me. But because I mm. think even Veritas played it a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I might try it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Should you buy Dead Side in 2023? This was four months ago. Someone on Reddit, and the top comment is 30 day average player base on the Steam charts is 501. I would say it's not worth a buy in 2023. Yeah. So that's a problem. Not that like, that really matters, but yeah, if it's a really well, quiet game, it can matter. I mean, if you need like 100, if your ideal experience is 100 players on your map or server or whatever, mm-hmm. then it might be difficult to fill that, right? Yeah, that's why I like Battlefield. It's a great game, but yeah, you know, the devs are trying their hard with a small team, but no one's willing to give it a chance. Like it's fun, it just needs a player base. Good game with great potential, but I struggle to play for long periods because of hackers and trader campers. Like maybe that's why. Can't imagine many Sword. people are hacking in 500 DC like concurrent players, though, right? Surely not. Surely not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I don't know. I'm like. There's in Battle of It, sometimes I feel like people are hacking, but I really don't know. And I'm just like, whatever, man. I think I've heard it once, but I'm sure people, I mean, people are hacking. I'm sure of it. Because I think that's a Unity game as well. They have Unity. There are people, yeah. Well, you see them ban like loads of people yeah. at once. Yeah. I had my first uh, report come back for somebody on. Oh, it was actually the most egregious 
the hacking that I've had this wipe. And oh. it was this was maybe last oh, week. Oh, in Tarkov. From the week before. And I was on shoreline hunting bloodhounds and somebody was just like nading me like round ridiculous corners, right? It was just like it was it was obvious and really stupid. Um and I just like I was running as far as fast as I could away and like hiding down ditches and just getting naded like non-stop and i was just like yeah this guy is like the most sus person of all time and reported them and they just like yes this player has been banned they are obviously hacking he's just like okay there we go it's my first one so i was like yeah but that's what it feels like and it was really blatant so fair enough <laughs> i've never had any of the other ones that i've reported come back like i've had like you know eh, not sure situations where i've just like pressed the button just to see if it comes back later because like if you don't press it you never know yeah. If, even if they got banned, you would never know because you didn't press it. So you're always incentivized to press the button just to see. Um, but on all the other ones, I never had anything come back. It was just this one. So hmm. interesting. Doesn't mean they weren't cheating, but you'd think that more of them would be coming back. And that, that sort of just like gives more um, credibility to my usual statement of just like, I don't, I don't feel like I see them very often. You know, I've like reported all the sus situations and just like I never get the reports. Like you see people on Twitter and they get like they get loads of reports back because they're doing you know, high level PvP, going to the hot loot spots, whatever, playing at certain times, right. like all this kind of thing. And like, I just don't think I see many. I think this is true. And when I the one time I did, I was just like, this is really blatant. This is so obvious. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I don't know, just like play style and timing and location and whatever. I think it plays plays into it. But anyway. Yeah. All is good. All is good. Yeah, I'd, um, I've been meaning to play Apex Legends. Um, I haven't played it in so long, but I'm kind of mm. kind of itching for you know movement shooter stuff, and uh, try try that out. We'll, we'll see. I got it installed, but I haven't we'll booted it up yet. It's still doing the battle bit stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I quite I quite like the way that the animations work in Battle Bit. Other than like my gripes with um, hold uh, like toggle ADS. I do quite like some of the things that you get to grips with when you can start medding. You can start medding before it's even like come out of the your backpack. You're just like pressing the buses, like medding, running, jump, like going prone, whatever. I do feel that there is some kind of like skill level there in the movement and knowing like what you could do when because you could like run and med and stuff. Yeah, this is like kind of there's... I kind of <laughs> like the freedom. Yeah, the, I, there's vid the video I was watching. This guy was like, yes, yeah, so he. Med, you jump and you circle, like you spin your mouse around, and like they can't hit you. And he's demonstrating in the gameplay, and like two guys are shooting at him, and he's just healing them, dodging like, like Neo, man. And it's like, and then he pulls out his gun and kills him. I'm just like, oh my god, he's so busted. Like I can't, like I, I don't know, I, I just don't want to bring myself to do that. You know, I'm not that tryhardy and, and yeah. to me, it's just like it's a fun game to just like. Mm. monkey brain push objective shoot gun you know it's that's really what it was about for me but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. damn zoomers <laughs> <laughs> all right bud i think we're uh at the end of the show as always thanks for tuning in until next time catch you later <laughs>